Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Red Hot Comic Book Movie News Shooting up your butthole The Weekly Planet, The Weekly Planet Welcome back everybody to another episode of The Weekly Planet Official podcast of comicbookmovie.com Where we talk movies, comics, TV shows My name is James, also known as Mr. Sunday With me as always my co-host Nick Mason. I'm right here. You are right you, here. You said that as a question, like you forgot my name briefly. Did you forget my name well, briefly? Well, I, I, so one day I plan to look up and it's going to be that, like the moment in Goodwill Hunting and you're not there. Uh-huh. And I just smile to myself and go, he's made it. He's escaped. <laughs> <laughs> he's broken the curse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just before we get into the news. Yes. Uh, you know my wife, Claire. Yes. You, you see her. You never shut up about her. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's love, man. Anyway, she's use a funny voice like you're from you, you 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 refer to her use a funny voice like some sort of Eastern European voice. Yes, that's I don't right. Understand <laughs> what you're doing there, but all right, whatever you, whatever makes you feel comfortable. <laughs> she's um she's got a podcast called uh, Just Make the Thing. Yes, where her and her friend Chanel talk about like uh, getting creative things off the ground and like the stumbling blocks that you might find mm-hmm. along the way. And her, in the latest episode, which is up now and it's down below, it's me and her talking about this podcast. How'd she get YouTube you? Channel, Pff, mate. Because you've got nothing else going on. You've got nothing else going on. And it's, uh, it, I don't know, I, if, if you're interested in kind of how any of this started, uh, then yeah, I'd, I'd say give it mm. a listen. It's about 40 yeah. or so minutes. How long did you give it the... It's difficult. From personal experience, it's difficult to avoid being on somebody's podcast if you live with them. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. It yeah. just happened to be in the past. And yeah. you're like, have to keep putting it off. Did you chase you around for a few weeks? And you're like, oh, pretty busy I'm, schedule, man. I'd rather mate. I can't. not, you know. I'd like, rather oh, <laughs> yeah. run off my feet, really. <laughs> No, it was pretty. Uh, I was happy to do it. Yeah, so, great. Uh, no, I think it, it, I well, like I think it's interesting. We talk about you for a little bit as well. So oh, no. there you go. So <laughs> none of it good, but uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> mm. but let's let's get into this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Is it in a segment called like anchors that weigh you down? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Here's but, how to eliminate the things that just stop you from being creative. Yeah, this is about the human barnacle <laughs> in both of our lives. No, uh, not at all. Uh, that's links below though if you want to check it out. Also, Jurassic World 2, first bit of news. Here we go. It's officially titled Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Hello. So I guess that refers to... Whatever happened at the end of the last one. They took all the dinosaur embryos and they, they jumped Oh yeah, BD Wong was evil. He was. He, he went mad. Okay, right. But is, he... that, is that... Do you think that's going to be the plot of the new one? Or do you think Fallen Kingdom is going to refer to... 
the destruction of Jurassic World and what's left of it. But do you think, yeah, potentially, or what's left of the company maybe, but poten- but like, do you want to go back to another theme park? That's that's where the money is. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's what they're going to do. Like, wasn't weren't two and three more or less that? Yeah. Let's go back to what was left. And this is sort kind of. of a soft reboot. Yeah. So I yeah. reckon two is going to be... Jurassic Park 2. I think it's going to be a bit different. I think they're going to try something else. Hit me with your something else. I don't know what that is. Terrific. We've talked about before, do Planet of the Apes, but with dinosaurs. Yeah, right. So, like, they're just, they're just in the world. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's going to be it. But they, they have, they've given nothing away. We know that Jeff Goldblum's back. Oh. So that's pretty good, isn't it? Oh, he's, uh, he's done with his Fudora adverts. <laughs> is that what he's doing? Yeah, have you not seen those? Oh, they're all over Facebook. the place in Melbourne. Yeah. No, have, they're, in, yeah. they're in bus shelters and stuff. Good on Americans, him. Americans, is Jeff Goldblum doing Fudora? Dora ads <laughs> in America, or is he doing that thing where, like, Sam, celebrities? Yeah, Sam Jackson does like sports bet in Australia. Yeah, right. Things like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Who? What? Who else? Alec Baldwin does like an ad for a like a lending company. Oh, I thought you were going to say suits for a, for a big wide man. <laughs> no. Don't you think he'd be good for that? Uh, I have a big wide neck. Yeah. He says, mm-hmm. get a big suit. Yeah. Not a fat man, but a broad man. Yeah. In the neck. I can't remember the name of the company. It doesn't matter. Anyway, if any of those celebrities are shilling weird stuff in your country, let us know. That's what people do, though. They just yeah. be like, his, you know, it's like George Clooney sells like cola in Japan. Coffee in or Japan. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Whatever uh-huh. the hell he's doing. So. Something caffeinated in Japan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Probably chewing. Probably caffeinated chewing. <laughs> yeah, no you doubt. know what they're like over there. I know what they're like. Mm. I don't approve. But do you approve of Jurassic World 2, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? I bet it's going to be fine. Yeah. So it's the director of A Monster Calls, which, is a, which I haven't seen, but apparently it's a really good movie okay. with about a monster. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it might be in the mind. It might be about growing up or bullying as well. So. Sounds boring. <laughs> Make it an actual monster. Yeah. As we know from Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, metaphors are for cowards. <laughs> metaphors are for no cowards. metaphors. It's got to be a real monster. Well, here's a coward for you, Mason. Here we go. People wanted us to talk about this, or maybe they didn't. Uh, well, Daniel Day-Lewis. Well, we're only going to do it if they definitely don't want us to talk <laughs> about right. it because we're not cowards. Daniel Day-Lewis is taking the, the coward's way out of acting by retiring at age 60. Mm. Did you hear about that? He's yes. retired before. Remember he cobbled shoes he for, cobbled shoes for some time. years yeah. or whatever it was? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, for that it, role as a cobbler? I don't know if he did. I think he just it's it's he just likes art. And oh, for yeah. him, for that 10 years, it was cobbling shoes. Mm. I like Daniel Day-Lewis. Do you think maybe he was... Learning to be a cobbler so he could cobble himself a giant shoe and live in it. <laughs> and become a shoe. Become a shoe. Mm. The world's greatest shoe. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't believe this. Oh will... my God, he's so good as a shoe, I wouldn't even need the other shoe. <laughs> he's all I need. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think he'll be gone forever. I think he'll, you know, he'll, he'll come back at some point. Yeah, but, uh, probably in a Transformers movie. Uh, absolutely. Well, they, they seem to get very high caliber actors, they do, don't they? Yeah. He wouldn't do Transformers. Maybe he would, though. Like 10 years ago... I wouldn't have said, maybe we'll get to this later. Sure. But I wouldn't have said Sir Anthony Hopkins would have done a Transformers movie. I, I would say that's way more likely than... Daniel Day-Lewis is the epitome of like an actor's actor. Yeah, I know. But also I think what there, I think there's ways to get into an actor's head like that. Yeah. And go, you know what the ultimate challenge would be? Is to be in a movie that's total... Be, be, be in a movie that's total garbage... Not that I'm saying anything about a movie we're going to review later, but being a movie no. that's total, absolute garbage, the worst one in the franchise so far, <laughs> and see if you can somehow turn it around and have people praise your amazing performance in a garbage movie. I reckon if you pitched it to him like that, he would come out of retirement he'd, he'd for climb, something crap. He'd climb out of that shoe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, that's right. Enough. He'd clomp his way onto set. I don't think he would ever do that. Mm. Yeah, I think he'd only come back for like to do There Will Be Blood, but more he spent, acting. He spends 10 years... 
on the top of a shoe repair building <laughs> as the giant shoe. <laughs> Oh, he's the world's greatest actor he's in so Shoe, good. isn't he? Mm. Yeah. Anyway, the, I, it's, it's a shame, but he, he only does like a movie every two or three years exactly, anyway. Yeah. So I don't feel like he'll be gone forever. Also, and maybe it's just me being under pressure because I've got this microphone in front of me. Sure. But if you said, name a Daniel Day-Lewis movie right now, I wouldn't be able to tell you either. I'll give you a clue. My Left Foot? I haven't seen it. Was he in My Left I Foot? he was. <laughs> Perfect! <laughs> I was going to give you a clue. That's a kill! Yeah. That's a kill! Oh, yeah, uh, that one. <laughs> the Gangs of New York. Yeah. Ironically... He was the right shoe. In my right, very good. Uh, I don't like Gangs of New York. No, it's no good, it's is it? not good. No. Anyway, uh, here's something that might not be good. Carnage will be the villain of the Venom movie, it seems. Great. Yeah, sure. I mean, because if, if, you, if you're doing a Venom solo movie, you need someone worse than Murderer Venom. Yes, exactly right. So you get right. Mass Murderer Carnage. Correct, it's that's right. It's the perfect crime mm, or movie. Mass Murder. Is that, does that excite you any more or less for what they're doing or not doing? Uh, Depending if it gets a reboot before less. it comes out. Yeah. I reckon less because... Why is that? I guess because it's the... Like, we've seen enough superhero movies at this point. We don't need the trope to be, here's a character, and the the villain of that hero is the same, has the same powers, more or less. Right, right. It's boring, yeah, yeah. and it's going to end in a CGI fest of just tendrils whipping at each other, isn't it? <laughs> sure, yeah, probably. Unless they make Venom less tendrilly, yeah. in which case he's just a bigger Spider-Man. Yeah, I think that's what it will be. I think Carnage will be more tendrilly. Mm. Yeah. Have you seen Life, the movie Life? No. No, don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's also... Did they get a release here? Uh, I don't know. But you've yes, seen it. I have seen How'd it. How'd you do that? I saw it on a, <laughs> on a plane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> saw it on a plane. Oh, yeah, which plane? <laughs> Where was the plane going? Uh, to the, a movie studio. Oh, <laughs> huh, a movie yeah. studio. Wow. <laughs> huh. So does that story check out? That story absolutely checks out, yeah. yeah. Uh, did you see Kevin Feige get thrown under a bus? In that's yes, I did, Baskell yeah. in yes. that Spider-Man interview. So she's from Sony. She's the head of Sony or one And off, she yeah. said something to the effect of, yeah, so all of all Venom and Carnage and, and Black Cat and Silver said they're all going to exist in the Marvel Universe, aren't Correct. they? Yeah, yeah. And Kevin Feige's like, uh... <laughs> do you uh? Do you think... Because he's also said before that it's separate. Yep. But I think it could work in the sense of... Look, Sony would be mad to be like, this is completely separate. I mean, they would have seen the backlash of being like, you're just going to ruin everything again, Sony. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. So I think what it will be, it'll just have... Very loose links to Spider-Man. So yep. maybe it's in the MCU, maybe it's yeah, not. Yeah, sure, right. You know what I mean? Like, because they were going to put Oscorp Tower from the Amazing Spider-Man into the Avengers. Like, they didn't end up doing it. So yeah, they would right. have loosely linked them. So I think that's the kind of the, the way they're going to do this. Because after, I think it's Homecoming 2, mm-hmm. or maybe even Avengers 4. Well, now called? apparently it's going to go Avengers 4, then Homecoming 2. Okay, right. That's the order now. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so that means that then their the contract is up. So, so they right. can do whatever they want anyway. So mm. they could be like, well, this is linked to Spider-Man. Spider-Man is technically linked to the other uh-huh. stuff. So This feels a little bit like a cry for help from Sony <laughs> <Yes>. as well. <laughs> sort of like they don't, want to, they, want, they don't want to be like, we don't know what we're doing. So they're just like, it's going to be set in the same universe. And then Kevin Feige's like, and he gets off stage and he has to make some calls of like, hey, we're going to, Hey guys, can you guys all come and work some overtime? You've got to fix some films. <laughs> Next couple of years, you're going to have to fix a whole bunch of films. <laughs> Though the word is uh, it's coming about some Spider-Man Homecoming, which actually Marvel did make, to be fair. Sony are just distributing it. And apparently, it's very good. Great. The best since Spider-Man 2, which is the Spider-Man film that's great, but you still hate it <laughs> or dislike it. Ah, uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You looking forward to it? Yes. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
But are you looking forward to this even more? Get ready. Brace yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Watchmen TV series coming to HBO. That was the that's the Watchmen that everybody wanted for many many years. Yeah, make it an HBO series, and people were saying that before Game of Thrones, before before Watchmen the movie, before Entourage, the, before Entourage, the movie and the TV before series, before two thousand and three or yeah. whenever Entourage started. I think so. Okay, before Sex and the City, but what from like ninety seven? I don't know. That's factually possible. Well, I meant more that people have been asking for this before. HBO yeah. just started doing Game of Thrones and all weird sci-fi fantasy genre yes. stuff. Yes, it was always said that, like, I know a few people tried to adapt it, and I think Terry Gilliam Ugh. tried to do it at one point. <laughs> Sorry, that was rude to Terry Gilliam. <laughs> what I meant was, most of Terry Gilliam's films, ugh, that's what I meant. <laughs> but I think he said something to the effect of, it's it, it shouldn't be a movie. I like The Adventures a... of Baron Munchausen. I haven't seen it. Okay. The only movie of his I've seen is Brazil, and I hated it. Yeah, it's no good. So... Uh, but the the thing that people are kind of being a bit cautious about is that it's Damon Lindelof who did Lost. Right. And people don't like Lost. And do you remember yeah. at the end of, well, that's not true. A lot of people are very dissatisfied with how it wrapped up. Even when, when Breaking Bad finished and everyone enjoyed that so much, they then took to Twitter to insult Damon Lindelof. <laughs> they sure did, to be yeah. like, this is how you end a series. Right, uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, I, 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 think that's, I think it's good. And mm. I think it's also an opportunity to... Delve into the extra source material as well. Sure. Not that I've read any of that, but if you're making a series... Oh, I thought you meant the pirate stuff. Yeah, yeah, why not? Oh, yeah, Just cool. do it all. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. What? Okay, but here's the thing, though. So the pirate stuff, which you can get on... The, Cur- the Curse of the Black Freighter, you can yeah. get on like the DVD and stuff, and it's sort of animated motion comic style stuff. It's Jerry Butler. As the do you think yeah. that if they do that for the TV series, they'll make it live action, or do you think they'll make it animated? Oh, that's a good question. I think they should make it full animated. But I think because they've it's already... a comic book that people are reading. I guess in the that's context true. Of the show. But also because they already did it fully animated. Yeah, right. Like, is that. Do you not do that then? I don't know, man. Yeah. Maybe you do a hyper-stylized, stylized, Sin City-style... Oh, yes. Uh, whatever. And I can see why you would want to do it animated, but I don't know whether they will because they already did it like that. Yeah, then right. again, they already did Watchmen and they're doing it again. So. Well, they might not do the comic book stuff at all. Yeah. But then if they don't do the comic book stuff at all, that's the whole thing's a metaphor for... Ozymandias' journey to save the world, but and then he's destroyed the world. Spoiler alert. What? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do you think they're going to put the squid back in? Yes. They'll have to, They'll have they? to because they can't do... They can't do a new twist that is different from the original change, so it's going to have to be a yeah. faithful adaptation. The twist can't be that you do the, the new twist from the movie. Mm, right, exactly. Yeah. Have you read any of the supplementary material? Like before watching yeah, some of it. And? It's a bit hit and miss, I've heard. Yeah, I think, I think we talked about this briefly before. Mm. Some of, It's a bit hit and miss, and they've... they've so they've they've changed some of the continuity of some of it, which I thought was odd. Like comedian stuff, yeah, yeah. So in in the comedian series, so in the original Watchmen, it's heavily implied he killed JFK. Yeah. In the movie, you literally see him disassembling a sniper rifle on the grassy knoll yes. after JFK is being being killed. Yeah. So it's it's like yeah, he definitely did do it. But in the comic, in the first issue of Before Watchmen. He is somewhere else when J. He's friends with JFK. Yeah. And he's somewhere else when JFK is killed. And doesn't he then go to find the killer? Like yeah, the I real think so, killer yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah. So they try to paint him as a more sympathetic character. But that's in that, not the point they? of that. Isn't he a rapist? Or yes. an attempted rapist? Yes. And he shot like that with a woman in Vietnam who had his baby yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You don't have not everything not every character in a in a in a 
piece it, of fiction has to be a good person. No. You can hate a character. That's the, like he's a, you know. He's a bad he's, bloke. He's a bad person and he exists in that world. So yeah. let's hear the story of him, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. I'm trying to think. Also, he does get beaten up and hurled out a window to his death. So <laughs> he does kind of get some comeuppance. <laughs> kind in the, of? <laughs> in the end or possibly at, right at the start. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I wonder how, I do wonder how they're going to frame it. Like mm. how they're going to tell this story. Yeah. Whether they will take it way back to the very start. You could even tell the golden age of superheroes in this. And That's true, explore. yeah. There's so much you could do. Do you think they're going to call them... Because in the, in the movie, it's the Minuteman. Yeah. And then... The, oh, sorry, in the comic books, it's the Minuteman mm. and the... Fried, I can't remember. It's, a the, di- it's Minuteman and then a different thing. It's a different thing. Go but on. in this, they're called the Watchmen. Right. Because they were like, why would we call it Watchmen if it isn't... Yeah. If the team in the movie isn't called the Watchmen. But it's called the Watchmen because of the characters are the are the Watchmen? Is that why it's called Watchmen? No, it's called Watchmen because they are metaphorically... Because you know the phrase, who watches the Watchmen? Yeah, yeah. Which is spray-painted on a wall. Right. That's the whole thing. Yes. They're, they're supposed to be the guardians of the world, but who's paying attention to yeah. them? Turns out, nobody. Nobody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I'm... I think this is good. Yeah. I think uh, I think I'd be way more excited for it if we hadn't had the movie already. Sure, right. But hey, why not? Yeah. TV. And again, the movie is quite divisive. Yeah. Uh, I quite I like it. Yep. I you, like it too. Levin, our friend Levens hates it. Yeah, he does. Mm, yeah. He's wrong. No, he's probably Maybe right. Maybe he's right. Yeah, he's probably <laughs> right. This room for everybody. Uh, what do you think they're going to do co- costume-wise? Oh. Because, I, mm. you know, in the comic in the comic book, it's kind of... It, they're, they're, they're very super... They're classic super, superhero-y costumes. They're kind yeah. of soft and... 60s Batman-esque. Yeah. And in the movie, they're kind of... Some of them are kind of... It's goggled and Batman yeah, outfits. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Batman and Robin style. Yeah. You know, goggles and bat nipples and what have you. No, I think they'll, they'll do the comic. Yeah, right. Because that's a very... Especially seeing, seeing his films since, but that's a very Snyder interpretation. Yeah, right. Especially when you look at Night Owl and then you look at Batman from the upcoming Justice League movie. Yeah, right. It's like the same goggles and it kind is, of isn't head, it? Yeah. head thing. So, no, I think they'll do... They'll adhere more closely to I think maybe, the comic. Yeah. I think maybe the, the, the flashback scenes are going to be like that, but I think maybe the modern-day version, it's going to be more like, say... Uh, Sin like City. A, yes. <laughs> like uh, like just Band-Aids. Just, <laughs> just Band-Aids on the face, the glow, yeah. like Band-Aids. Maybe like Daredevil, like the modern-day right, Daredevil, okay, like something sure. that's kind of like, you know, or like... But a lot of those more, guys are pulling their... Old gear out from yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, so right. I don't know whether they'd have an updated suit. Maybe you're right. Yeah, that's true. You know what I did give a go the other day because we'll we'll do it for Caravan of Garbage. Oh, I no. gave the Watchmen um video game the beat em up the, the side scrolling yeah. beat em up. No, no, it's it's like a Arkham esque beat em up. Oh, is it? I've heard oh, it was yeah, terrible. It it's not great, but I'm like, yeah, it's all right. I mean, right. It, it's cost it cost me like five but ten bucks or whatever it was, and it's fine. Wow. So we'll we'll do a bit of that. Did you buy a physical copy? Of no, it? no, I just downloaded oh, it. Right. Yeah, but uh, you know, I've been hoarding games. I don't know if you've noticed, <laughs> but every time you come here, there's like a couple of new you've games. Been hoarding there. games, old newspapers. Yep, correct. Tissue boxes that nail are on your clip, feet. Nail clippings. Yeah, all, just the all stuff, of it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Some people say that being alone in this house has driven you mad, but no, I think they're no. right. I think it's made me more powerful in a way. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's next? We're kind of cruising through this, mate. This might be a short episode. No. I've got many things to say <laughs> later. So many things. Good. Uh, Fantastic Four is allegedly, apparently, potentially getting a reboot at wow. Fox. So it's still there, apparently. I thought it might have secretly gone back to Marvel, but no. Nope. Nope. <laughs> 
That was the hope when we saw the when we saw the watches in, yeah. in the latest Guardians of the Galaxy. And they like, have Galactus apparently, and wait, Marvel, Marvel have Galactus. Oh, do they apparently? Yeah. So this is going to be a Fantastic Four movie from Fox, who have historically never made a great Fantastic Four movie, except all the good Fantastic Four villains have been given over to Marvel. <laughs> Correct. So they can't use any of them. That's right. So it's going to be the Fantastic Four. Arguing with Willie Lumpkin, their mailman, <laughs> yeah, for two hours. Right. Terrific. <laughs> but uh, so this reboot's going to focus on not the Fantastic Four. Yeah, great. Twist. Good start, actually. Well, it might be because they've kind of done a lot of versions of it, haven't yeah. they? But uh, this it's going to fo- focus on Franklin and Valeria, who are the children of uh, Reed Richards Ooh. and Sue, Sue Storm. Uh-huh. Uh, and Human Torch and the Thing will appear, but it's going to be a kid-friendly entry in the vein of The Incredibles. Uh-huh. Because as we all know, The Incredibles is the only good Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> Absolutely. So it would make sense that they would borrow from something which did a better version of what they were doing. Mm. Yeah. What do you think of that? Okay. <laughs> yeah, why not, eh? Why not? Yeah. If they're not going to give it up. Uh, yeah. It seems to me they've gone, okay, look, we have to make a Fantastic Four movie in order to keep our our ownership of the Fantastic Four what's the least amount of Fantastic Four we can put in this movie and retain the ownership? Right. And they've gone, two of them? <laughs> two of them. <laughs> two human torch and thing, that'll do. Yeah. And then the kids? Yeah. That adds up to four, I guess. So, <laughs> That's right. And the lawyer's there and like the lawyer is like looking, typing stuff and then looks up and just gives them a thumbs up. Yeah, and yeah. they're like, all right, good. <laughs> We've met the quota. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think, I think this is kind of smart uh, because... We've seen the origin multiple yep. times now. Uh-huh. They've burnt kind of every version that they've they given really a go, have, yeah. and so now just jump ahead, sure, and just and just kind of be like they have kids and like the heroes exist in this universe, but it's a it's a kid friendly film that's going to focus sure, on. Right, okay. I mean, I still don't think it'll probably be any good. Mm-hmm. But then again, yeah. Fox have learned some lessons, mate. But also, sometimes they haven't learned lessons. It's Absolutely, confusing. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Uh, I'm I, I think I remember us saying this when we saw the last one that. For for me, I just wanted to see them keep failing at this forever. Right. <laughs> just oh, yeah, keep, yeah. yeah. Like not giving it back to Marvel, but mm. just every four years keep doing it and just getting progressively worse. Because mm. they're all bad, but they're so differently bad. Yeah, that's it's right. amazing. Isn't it though? Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's gotta be a <sighs> is it a tax write off, maybe? Well they if they don't do it, they have to give it back. Yeah, right. So uh-huh. that's the so mm. yeah. And it's probably a tax write off. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. Alright. Here we go. Mason, we Accidentally were at the forefront of breaking news the other week. That's right. Weekly Planet exclusive. I, d- I don't care for it, quite frankly. <laughs> no, well, when I say that, I mean somebody sent us an anonymous tip and then we went, maybe this maybe is, this is true. true. Yeah, and it turns out that... We'll it, believe what you say. Yeah, it turns out it, it, it was. Uh, so it's basically that Phil Lord and Chris Miller have been fired from the Han Solo solo film. Right. Uh, for, um, is it nearly finished... Three weeks left of principal photography and then five weeks left of reshoots, but it's okay, on hiatus right. until mid-July for okay. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually, I've done a whole video on it, breaking down how it started and, and where it's at now. I'll link it below so it'll be more comprehensive than whatever we kind of spew now, <laughs> I feel, because I'm kind of burnt on it. <laughs> do oh, you sure, have, right. But do you have any opinions on uh, what's going on? Well, I've read a, a variety article. Yeah. Uh, in the a variety of articles, you say. That's... You went above and beyond. You read multiple articles. No. I've read one article. Oh, okay. I was going to say that's way more. And Variety's <laughs> site is really slow, and and like the scrolling locks up when you scroll it. So I read maybe three quarters of it, and then I stopped. <laughs> but the point is that it was an article about how like auteur filmmaking is dead now in the year of 
Because in the yeah. era of like brands and franchise and stuff, you know, I'm, all, I'm always saying, "What's a director do really?" You do say that a lot. I do, say, and I think <laughs> I think that's been proven true here. Yeah, like because back in the day, like you had an auteur director, and they were like, "Oh my, I want my movie to look like this, and I want my characters to be like this." And and I think that's not always true. I think hmm. every era of Hollywood, there is this kind of thing going sure, on. Sure, yeah. But uh-huh. I see what you mean. Sorry, go yeah. on. Yeah, but and so now we've got this thing of like. The producers come in and they say, "Okay, we've got to, you've got to build this movie. It's got to have these set pieces. It's got to have these characters and this look, and it's got to fit in with the rest of the the genre and the the the, the universe. And it's got to, you know, fit in with the next movie. We've got to do a tease for the next movie and etc. Yeah. And then you bring in the direct. You go, okay, well, this this director did a nice indie film." And there were some fun characters in it, and you got good performances out of them. So your job is to just come in and go, "Hey, act, act good, guys. Yeah, mm. do this, do what's on the the thing." Right. And that it very much seems like a case of that. But it also feels like there was a real lack of communication between them and and the producers and, and right, the heads sure, up sure. Of, of, of Lucasfilm. Because in, they, in terms of the the directors wanted to was it was it is it's it feels like they wanted to overstep their bounds yes not uh, but not as not as you would imagine a director would but no more like to step on the toes of the producers and say I would like a scene like this and they're like we've got no room for no, a scene like that they they did and as they do if you see any of their other movies yeah they they apparently did a lot of improv and a lot of kind of jokes on the fly and if you've got Donald Glover yeah. he's great at that yeah right so I'd imagine that. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of how that started. But also, as I, and I say this in my video, you can't do that with a $150, $150 million. You can do it with a $150 movie. Absolutely, go, you can. go nuts. But a production of this size, yeah. there's not a lot of wiggle room for that kind of stuff. There's a lot of there's a lot Are of wheels in motion. Are you on the side of a big movie? No, I'm, I'm on the I, I think there's... But I mean, there's... We there's, don't have all the information. Yeah, but I think there's room for jokes that don't impact the plot really. Yeah, totally. It's not like yeah. Donald Glover's improving a scene in which Anakin Skywalker isn't actually Darth Vader or whatever. Yeah, and then they, right. and then they're just like, oh my God, what did he Because it also, if he did that, edit it out. That's true. Like it's not like there are people in in the you know in the producers trailer going, oh my God, he said that and now we have to rewrite all the next three movies. But let's say they're f- apparently also the script is great, allegedly. Sure. Who knows? Uh-huh. And also a good script doesn't necessarily translate to a good movie. Mm-hmm. But it's more likely, obviously. Yes. But if they're doing, if they do the ba- the bare minimum of the scripts, be like, okay, say these lines. Right, now we're just going to go do some crazy stuff. Right. You, maybe they should be spending a bit more time trying to get what's on the page, mm-hmm. like translate that to, to the screen as opposed to, you know, doing a, I don't know whether this happened, but do a bit of that and then just trying to improv for an hour. What you're suggesting is that the Lord and Miller came on, like they came on set and they had a big ceremonial waste paper basket <laughs> and they had, and they showed everybody, they were holding the script yeah. and they just dump it in the bin and the, all the cast and crew were like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not even saying, I'm not saying that Disney are right. That's not oh. what I'm saying, but mm. I just think there was some miscommunication here and you, you need, if you're going into a movie like this right. as the director's, Mm-hmm. You must know that there's going to be a lack of flexibility that you would get on on certain projects. Sure, right. And if also one of the rumors was that the Han Solo portrayal was was too humorous and it was almost like an Ace Ventura kind of wackiness. Oh, I see. Right. So yeah. if it's getting to that point, he's, then he's in the back of a banter or <laughs> yeah, whatever. He's... Yeah. Well, that's what I, I put that in my video. That <laughs> opening, <bloody. laughs> Yeah. 
So like, I, I, I understand where, where they're coming from. I understand where everybody's coming from on this. Right. It's an unfortunate situation. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, I get it. Like I understand mm-hmm. why. If it if it got to that point, I can see why they were let go. Yeah, right. I understand okay. it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying whether or not the movie we're going to get is it going to be better. But like Ron Howard to me hasn't made a good movie in a while. Who's uh-huh. who stepped in? I, actually, yeah. I saw Rush recently. Uh-huh. That's it's a great movie, but I didn't see the the real Moby Dick story or, or whatever <laughs> else. Do you uh-huh. know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I think he's just there to kind of like facilitate. You know, well, the, the rumor is, well, there's theory that because Lawrence Kasdan wrote the script with his son, who yes. wrote the what the his the main draft of Empire Strikes Back, yep. that he couldn't direct it because there's like rules in the director's oh, guild. Oh, I see, right. So they like they get Ron Howard in, but it's not really Ron Howard. He's just oh, kind of right. doing a favor, and Lawrence Kasdan's kind of doing more of the oh. the the direction. But yeah, but that being said, I'd rather see a wacky, fun, you know, crazy hand solo Ace Ventura movie than just a boring, bland. Yeah, right. Movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I don't know who's it. I yeah. don't I don't know. Yeah. I I reckon yeah, I reckon the movie's in bloody fine shape. Is that what you think? Ron Howard voice. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> this is my, this is one of my favorite things to come out of it. Uh this is from the Pixelated Boat Twitter account. I think mm-hmm. I should follow it. Uh, it's it's very funny. But he made this fake Hollywood reporter uh headline which, that says Disney fires Han Solo directors for insisting the Chewbacca costume has to have a real bear inside it and <laughs> and not a tame bear. It has to be the world's most dangerous bear. That's pretty good. <laughs> um yeah, oh speaking of uh not dangerous bears, but so Star Wars Episode Nine is going to be directed by Colin Trevorrow yeah. of Jurassic World. Yes. Now, did you hear he's got a he's got an indie movie out now called The Book of Henry. Yeah, apparently it's and getting apparently really it's, yeah. it's real weird and bad. Well, that's and I think that doesn't bode well for him going into Star Wars because they're gonna they're not going to put the same trust in him as they as they did Ryan Johnson. That's the other thing. Ryan Johnson came out and said. I've had as much freedom on episode eight than I have any of my movies. But I think mm. a lot of that also comes down to his vision adheres with what they're doing. And also, I don't know if you know this, but all of Ryan Johnson's movies were intended to be Star Wars movies. <laughs> but he's just such a bad director that he could never... He never he's never had the money. So they've, always, they've ended up being like, you know, a movie about a teen in high school has to Brick. solve a murder. It's about, about a, some con artists... Bloody time travel. He doesn't know what he's doing. Oh, wow. So yeah. every time he's, he's aimed for a Star Wars movie, but he's yeah, accidentally right. made something else. That's right. Well, that's, that's not good, it's is rough, it? It's rough, right? Yeah. Does this decrease or increase your interest in this movie? Decrease. Yeah. Because it'll just be... Like, I, I've always thought that, the you know, we get the epic sweeping scope of the, the new trilogy. Mm. That's You know, that's going to be in the mold of the Star Wars movies and there's destiny and there's fate and there's action and everything's hugely dramatic and there's some laughs but it's this big straight ahead action epic. Yeah. And the the ones in between can be anything. Right, yeah. Like that was always the impression that I got it was gonna be but now I guess they all have to be the, exactly the same format. Right, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. also if the script is as good as they say then maybe that's why they wanna yeah, maybe. keep it that way. Yeah, but of course maybe. you're not gonna be like yeah, the script is shit. I read it, and we shouldn't do it. Mm. But anyway, we'll we'll have to see. It'll be uh, we'll probably never really know what the original version was because there's there are hours of footage from Rogue One which we will never see. Yeah, you know, there there is a whole other movie that they shot. Mm. Yeah, and I wonder how much because they've got eight weeks left. They yeah. could reshoot most of it if they wanted to. Ron Howard voice. They won't. <laughs> you don't think so? No. <laughs> yeah. I know. Also, apparently, this is interesting. One of the stories cited. Um, 
Alden Ehrenreich was the one who brought Disney's attention to it. Oh, I see. He so, ratted him out. <laughs> the man himself. You know why? He's probably a bad improv. He's probably he a bad be. improv guy. So, like, they'd be like, Donald Glover would say a funny line and then, you know, somebody else would say a funny line and then it cut to him and he's just like, oh, and then uh, one day later he's like, he's calling up, he's ratting him out. He's like, they're making me make stuff up. This isn't my job. <laughs> It's very possible because mm-hmm. there's a good chance that Donald Glover will steal this movie from yeah, him. Yeah, right. Yeah, which is fine. Mm. Uh, I mean, not for him. He'd hate that. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. It, it's, it, I had something else to say about it. Man, not, make a Lando movie. Yeah, well, I, I'd love no, to see it. that's what this was going to be. Well, the Lando comic was really good. Yeah. And I feel like, no, I want to see what kind of shenanigans he's, he's kind of get up to. He's, he's gambling away and, yeah. you know, he's like a... Because yeah. he doesn't have, like, he has a much smaller arc in the movies. Yeah. So his backstory can be anything. Mm. All the, you know. Yeah. Swindler, heist man. Exactly. Con man. Yep. How did he get a cloud city? Where'd he get it? Yeah, that's right. Did he make it? Maybe. Yeah, real tricky. <laughs> he has to parachute out of a ship and build a piece at a time. So many trips. <laughs> but also, one more thing. Apparently the reason they didn't realise this wasn't going well was because mm. day-to-day the footage that was coming in looked looked great. But then when they put together assembly cut, they were right. like, oh, this doesn't gel at all. Oh, I see, This right. is all with like a weird series of skits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of inter- loosely connected. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Uh, they they should have used a real bear, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> that would make a much more interesting movie. <laughs> so good. All right. Have you heard... What was that movie back in the day, like in the 60s or the 80s or the 70s? It's one of those. A time that isn't now, where it was a movie about a family who lived with actual lions. Do you remember that? Like, I was going to say Daryl Hannah was in it, but I don't think she was. I think you're thinking that Tarzan movie. No. Or Plan of the Cave It was a movie, and it was. I'm going to look it up. Was it like a Disney, one of those Disney kind of... Potentially. But it has like... Is it a real family who lived with real lions or is it like no, a documentary? No, it's, it's like a... Documentary. Like a it's not, it's, like, a, it's like, a, like a fictional story yeah. about this family who live with all these wild animals and they, they just put wild animals in the, on the set, and like lions and stuff, and people were attacked by lions. It's got a famous person. I'm going to look it up. A famous dead person, probably. Yeah, probably. No, she's still alive. Look at, anyway, continue with whatever you're talking about. I have nothing else to say. Okay. We're just going to wait until you figure okay, out I'm gonna this movie, this movie with, from the 60s, 70s, or 80s. Movie which... with actual lions. Here we go. I'm <clears throat> ready. All right. I found it. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Raw is a 1981 American adventure exploitation film written and directed by Noel Marshall, blah, 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 blah. Produced by and starring Marshall and his then-wife, Tippi Hedren, and co-starring Hedren's real-life daughter, Melanie Griffith. That's who I'm talking <laughs> about. And Marshall's real-life son, John and Jerry. Uh... The film follows a family who are attacked by a range of ravening jungle animals in the secluded home of their keeper. In the secluded home of their keeper. Okay, so they're not living with them. They just kind of get they're yeah. there and they get attacked. Raw became notorious for its troubled 11-year production. 11 which, years. Which resulted in 70 members of its cast and crew being injured <laughs> by the many predatory animals used in the film, including its main stars sustaining life-threatening injuries ranging from bone fractures to scalpings and gangrene. <laughs> Much of the footage capturing the injuries was included in the final cut of the film, resulting in real blood on screen. It has been considered the most dangerous film shoot in history. You just put a sheet of glass between them. Not, not, no, <laughs> no, no. We should do, we should do an episode re- on like, the, yeah. d- like really bad movie sets and, yeah, and things like that. Right? Yeah. The film was released theatrically in Europe in 1981, but was a financial failure. It was released theatrically in the United States for the first time in 2015. Right. Yeah. Anyway... 2015. That's weird, right? That it's the. It took 11 years to make this film. Yeah. And it's the most dangerous f- film ever. 
and, and then 34 years to we've never heard we, nah. yeah it took 34 years to come out and now nobody knows what it is right <laughs> that's weird well you you're the only one who knows but you don't really know because no, that's, that's right <laughs> you couldn't remember I mean, the, it sounds scary you couldn't remember the name or the era or who, Correct, was, in or it. who was in it yeah <laughs> mandela effect man that's what it that's is that's what it is well mason scoops are things are on a hot streak with scoops yes we won mm-hmm. we one. did one <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll the dice. The poor here. man's hat trick. That's right. the extremely poor man's hat trick. One correct thing. We got a, we got a, uh, we got another anonymous email. This is relating to the future, a future Marvel project. Oh yes, this could very well be fake. Yeah, but hey, when you're on once. a hot streak, when you're on the hot streak, yeah. and even if if this is wrong, fifty percent is pretty good. That's isn't right. It? Then we're on tepid streak. Tepid which streak, which is just as good. Yeah. Uh, so this, uh, this, uh, I'll, I'll read the email. Hey there, love the podcast. Just wanted to give you guys a scoop. Hell, here we go. Uh, it's, this is sent from a burner email, so nobody can get into oh, trouble, yes. specifically this person. Uh-huh. Uh, so here we go. I thought you'd be inter- interested to know that Marvel is currently in the Big early... tip off 69 at Hotmail.com. <laughs> That's right. Currently in the early stages of developing a Howard the Duck movie. Uh-huh. I know, insane, right? Concept art and a script treatment is currently uh, being developed as we speak. A director has been selected and is about to sign on the dotted line, and James Gunn is currently acting as a producer. Marvel are not sure they'll bring uh, back Seth Green... Uh, as the feeling is he's not a big enough name since his previous appearances were so short they could recast him and no one would notice, but Gunn is pushing for them uh, them to stick with it. The original intention was to have a director and lead in place for an announcement at this year's D23, which doesn't seem likely uh, if they haven't signed on either for sure. But it's possible my information is a touch behind. Anyways, even if you dub this to be utter nonsense, might be worth discussing, but if not, I understand. Keep up the good work, a friend. Oh. What do you think of that? Do you think there's a chance that that could be true? I feel like James Gunn would be... If he's leading up the cosmic side of the universe, uh-huh, yeah. I feel like he's kind of mad enough to push for that. Yeah, I mean, I think at the time he did say, this is this doesn't mean anything. When, when he first appears at the end of yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy 1, I think they said, yeah, this doesn't mean anything. This is just a, mm. a fun little gag we thought we'd put in. But and but then he reappeared in 2, right? Did yeah. He? He, he was, was there in, in, a, was in like the robot a brothel. Yeah, that's right. So... Yeah. I don't know. Like, I've, what, you've never seen a duck have sex with a robot before, Mason? What are you, a prude? I'm very sheltered. <laughs> a very sheltered life. Uh, I th- yeah, maybe. I mean, if I mean, people lost their minds. Yeah. And, maybe, and, and, you know, Marvel's, I think, pretty good at, you know, throwing something out there and seeing whether people bite on it and then going, all right, fine. Infinity Gauntlet, then I guess we're doing that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of how that kind of started. Yeah. No, look, again, this could be an elaborate trick, but yeah. I don't know. I feel like there, there could be some validity to it. And at the end of the day, if it doesn't happen, we could just say, well, they must have decided not to do it. And then we Yeah, s- nice. <laughs> because we were so influential. We, we sprung the story and James Gunn himself was like, can't do it now. Can't do it now. Can't do yeah. it now. He's, they've forced our hands. That's it. Yeah. Anyway, if you, anyone First- else... First Pacino was Ego the Living Planet. That's and right. now this. Now this. Shakes his fist at the sky. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there we go. That's another segment of hot, hot scoops. Hot scoops. Too hot. Get them out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're going to get a lot of these now. This is going to be yeah, people right. lying forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I should call it hot scoop or lie. <laughs> okay, good. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of sh- mother or sales. I definitely prefer don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, But migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will. Because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Cha-ching sound effect. You've probably heard this, or maybe you've even experienced it. A business gets to a certain size and then the cracks start to emerge. Things that used to take like a day and now taking a week, there's too many manual processes just grinding away and you don't have that one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025-1. 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less. Close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. 1. Because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible so you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, 
or have more time off. Whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet, but it's kind of embarrassing and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. Expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. You know what is good about this? Yes. That there is a silver lining in this Transformers film. Yes. Uh, it, it made ends. six. Yes. It made $63 million in its opening weekend. Which is not good, Which right? is not I'm good. Learning. I mean, it's good, but yes. cons- it's the lowest Transformers US opening ever. And Age of Extinction did $100 million. Right. So that's a big drop. And also, it opened on Tuesday. So that's a long time. So it's had a long time weekend. to not make that much yeah. money. Right, okay. Now, should I talk about how I've been temporarily barred from Paramount Screenings? Yes. <laughs> if nothing else we talk about in this episode, we should definitely talk about that. <laughs> okay, so what, what happened was uh, there was a Transformer screening. Like an official one. Like, like an official one. one. And so I, I ticked off me and you to go. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, there's one around the corner from me. And because I was, you know, I was by myself with my yeah. kid for the two weeks. I'm like, I won't drive into the city. Yep. I'll just go and see that. And then I'll just review it. And you said, would I like to go to that one instead of the media one? And then I remembered the one, the one close to you has a pizza joint in it. <laughs> That's right. Where I can get a little pizza and a full-sized garlic bread and bring him into the cinema. So I said, I'll go to that one as well. Absolutely. So I emailed them back and said, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to make it. Yeah, um, right. Thank you. But uh, no, I can't. So anyway, so I went and saw it on Tuesday night at a public screening. And you said to me, Mm. the great part about this is if I went to the media screening, there'd be an embargo on my review and I couldn't couldn't just review it straight away. But if I go to this public screening, I can. And I said, that's an interesting loophole. Are you sure that's correct? And you said, yes, that's definitely I was like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. So basically I, I got home and I put my review out and it is... Look, it's a brutal review. I don't know uh-huh. if you've seen it. Like, it's not kind. Uh-huh. I don't think I say one nice thing about it. But anyway, uh, the embargo apparently broke at 9 a.m. here, which yes. I, cause I didn't really check it because I'm like, well, I don't need to know that anymore. Uh-huh. And then I got an email. I e- found a loophole. I'm I, in the clear. Yeah, I got an email at 5 to 9 which said, you've broken the Transformers media embargo by several hours. Uh-huh. You need to take down your review. Yes. So I emailed back. I was like, hey, uh, 
hey guy yep i understand like i, I see where you're coming from but i actually went to a, to a public screening uh-huh. here's my ticket so I, I sent them my ticket um but look if you still want me to take it down i will that's that's fine that's fine with me and they said oh no actually it's past the embargo time now but because you initially signed that you were going even though you then said that you weren't right okay. that still counts as breaking the embargo Ooh. and i said well look fair hey you're, it's your show so sure, if you yeah. if you, you want to you know if, if <laughs> that's fine <laughs> if you want to stop me from going to see movies with you guys i get it yeah sure. i get them for free yeah and uh so basically i got an email back and he was very nice and he said oh listen the, the word has come from the higher-ups that we're going to give you a temporary kind of hiatus. Oh, yeah, routine. sure. You've been put in time out. I've been put You've in been time put out in the for, naughty a, for a few months. And it was, he was very nice about it. It wasn't aggressive. <laughs> it was just, this is how it is. And I went... Imagine if he was. Maybe if you got, you got a call from Block Number and you're like, hello, and he's like, you son of a bitch. I know where you live. <laughs> yeah, so, so now I can't see... Or it's just, somebody's just tapping on your windows. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. So, I mean, I guess this could have gone way worse than, than what it did. Because I guess like, well, I don't know. I feel, I feel like because I told them I wasn't going that I'm kind of in the clear. Right. But I understand, I understand where they're coming from. And like I said, it's, it's their show. But I, it may have been a different situation if I had have said kind things, but I did not. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Right. I also didn't think anybody would really notice either. Like, <laughs> okay. uh, no, no, that's not true. When it... When I got the email, I was surprised that anybody noticed because right. I kind of f- forgot that. Oh no, like a hundred thousand people saw this. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. So there you go. Anyway, do you want to just do all spoilers? Because who yes. cares? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I guess we'll start with this. What What did you think the story was? I can answer this. There was a ma- there's a magic thing, and the good guys have to get it before the bad guys get it. Yeah. Now, which Transformers movie am I referring to there? This one and all ones. All the other ones, yeah. including the cartoon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you like this film at all? No. Oh, okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about this movie and the plot of this movie. Yeah. Uh, so the the this movie is barely a Transformers movie. Yeah. It's so, a less Transformers movie than the other Transformers yeah. movies. So as far as like the plot goes, there's so few trans... Okay, so here's, here's what I liked about this movie initially. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, the first couple of minutes, I'm like, oh, maybe they've they've improved some stuff. Like, one of the things that I hated in all the previous ones is that all the Decepticon character models look exactly the same. Yes. They're just sort of grey and brown and they look like crabs. <laughs> yes. Right? But in this one, the early on we see Barricade, who was the, the police car yeah. one from the first one. Yep. And he's got... Who I thought was dead, but I guess I looked it up and he didn't... Oh, great. He was not dead. Good on him. Anyway, go on. But then he, when he transforms into a robot, he still keeps the blue and white color scheme. Yes. And I'm like, oh, I could recognize him from, you know, in a, in Some a battle of the other ones, yeah. yeah, exactly. And then, like, Megatron has a new character, like a face model. Yeah. And I'm like, I can sort of recognize facial expressions in this character now. Right. So maybe it's going, maybe it's, but then the rest of the Decepticons are just, the design is just like, they're covered in graffiti and gold chains and green mohawks. Like, they're all Suicide Squad extras. <laughs> that was very evident. Yeah, Especially right? in the introduction of them. Yeah. How Suicide Squad was that? So Suicide Squad. Why would you Squad. steal that part from Suicide Squad in particular? Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Actually, I didn't mind that in Suicide Squad. I was like, oh, that's a fun little introduction. It's kind of comic booky, yeah. But they're all, they're all the same and they're all really expendable. So yeah, why exactly. be like... Well, I don't even know what any of their names were. What were some of One their names? One was called Nitro Zeus. Yeah, Nitro Zeus. But... There was probably a bone breaker or a bone shaker. Yeah. You had to guess. And one of them also wasn't let out, which was the like... That's nah, right, yeah. I thought that was... That, actually, that bit I didn't mind. Okay. Because so Megatron's dealing in getting some of his Decepticons released for whatever reason. Because, I don't know, because Autobots... Transformers are outlawed and hunted, 
but also the government is okay with working with just the Decepticons. Just oh, yeah, the, that's right. Just the worst ones. Yeah, right. It makes zero strange. sense. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so the, the the plot of this movie. So there's there's so few Transformers and so little transforming in the movie, which I feel we'll get to later. And it's mostly in the middle where that happens. That I feel yeah. very. I would be willing to bet a lot of money that this wasn't a Transformers script initially, and they added like it was like a fantasy action adventure film that somebody already had, right. and then they tacked on Transformers at the last minute because, as we know. There is now a Transformers think tank script, yes. script machine of like various people who who are just there to build more Transformers plots. Apparently, Robert Kirkman was in it for yeah. five minutes, and then he had to leave because of foot surgery. <laughs> and then he, he's never he's since come. He's I not can't come be back. here. I've got foot surgery for how long? Months and years. Forever. Yeah. yeah. But what I think so what what if, with this movie, if you take out. All, like, if you take out Mark Wahlberg's character in his entirety and, like, the first... Like, the better part of an hour it takes him to get to London, which, which is... Or England, where all the action takes place. And then you take out all the Transformers. What this movie is, it's a movie about a woman who doesn't believe in the mythic history of England, who discovers that magic is real. Yes. And as the last descendant of Merlin has to find a mystical artifact that only she can use to save Earth from, like, a supernatural force from another world. So if you take out, like, a third of this movie, there's still a full movie in it. Right. And, I, mean, I mean, it's it's barely a plot, but yeah, yeah but you're, think, you're right. But that's yeah. like, it's like they, they got this think tank together and they, they were like, you got any ideas? And some somebody had, like, a Game of Thrones Mother of Dragons meets... <laughs> Tomb Raider meets National Treasure, <laughs> and and they went and the, like they went home on Friday and they added Transformers in, and then on Monday morning he was like, "Here you go," and he gave it to Michael Bay, and Michael Bay's like, "Well, this is massively bloated and overlong, and if we take out any of the Merlin stuff, it won't make any sense, or it'll make less sense than it normally would." Perfect. <laughs> You've got the perfect Transformers. Movie. I'm already filming it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. It was okay. So and the opening sequence is. It straight away it kicks off with the Arth- Arthurian. Is that how you say it? Yeah. That? So this this Legend. is Transformers throughout history. Yes, which I kind of like that they've kind of always kind of been here, even though it contradicts a bunch of other stuff that yeah, happens right. in the movie. But that there's an opening battle sequence where it's just people fighting greasier people. Yeah, right. But it's also can, it keeps kind of switching sides, so you don't know who's kind of who in the battle. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's not shot very well, and then <laughs> Stanley Tucci playing a Cockney drunk Merlin. Yeah, Stanley Tucci is back. As Merlin, yeah, as the you know the you know people are like, oh, Merlin's not real. He's a, it was a combination of other people, but in this, Merlin is real, and he's just he's not really a wizard. He's just some dude. But also, he's like, blimey, I'm sozzled. And, yeah, but yeah. he he's he's just playing a a guy from 2017. Yes, as Merlin, <laughs> like it it would be funny if he were. M- Merlin, but it makes no sense as to why he's j- he speaks like a modern day person. Yes, he doesn't. Yeah. Why, whereas everybody else speaks like. You know, some, like era, how we yeah. would imagine that people of that era spoke. Yeah. So it's just like, are you from another time or what's happening? Are you Stanley Tucci from Transformers that, 4? Well, that's weird, And you drank it? too much of that weird <laughs> Korean milk? And now you're... And you're tripping. You're tripping. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, is this an hallucination? That would make more sense. You right? know, it would have been... The, the, the only payoff to that could have been that the Stanley Tucci from Transformers 4 was the descendant of Merlin who needed yeah, right. to get the staff. Exactly. That's the only reason that would make sense. Yeah. And so I, I guess one of the big draw cards of this movie is that there's a dragon in it. 
like a robot yeah. dragon. But there was kind of a robot dragon in the last one. I mean, yeah, it was right. a dinosaur. Yeah. But I was speaking to a friend of mine last night. It was like, did you, you know, what's Transformers like? And I'm like, it's it's no good. But every one of them has like a thing to get people in. Except this time, I don't think it worked. And he was like, what was the last one? I'm like, it was it was a dinosaur. And he's like, what's this one? And I go, it's a it's a dragon. Yeah, right. And he laughed. Is that so is that the new draw card? What is? I think the draw card in this is that. Optimus Prime is gonna fight Bumblebee. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, which that's... is which is one minute. Yeah, it's one minute. It's, at not, the a, end. it's not a terrible fight. It's sure. fine. Mm. But also, if you like Optimus Prime, too bad, mate. He's, he's not, not, in, he's this, not yeah. in it. He's right. sort of in it at the start. It turns out that he did freeze when he went straight. He <laughs> yeah, went right. into space, froze, and then floated to Cybertron. Yeah, yeah. And then it turns out there was one robot woman there. Yes. Who. It was his creator. Also, I was list- I was reading an interview with somebody who, one of the story group people who said she's actually originally from Earth. So the so humans, she's a human. So humans created Transformers, but that doesn't make any sense either because the Transformers were around during the age of the dinosaurs, which means humans had to exist before dinosaurs unless there's time travel, which maybe there is. It's almost <laughs> like the people writing the script don't know what they're doing or talking about. Yeah, this needs a reboot. Yeah. Big time. Mm. Uh, so, I wanted Have to... we really got into the plot yet? We kind of haven't. I guess so. Uh, no, that's... So, the plot is they need to get Merlin's staff. Because... Oh, yeah. So, so yeah. So, the... the the Okay, so there's, there's two MacGuffins in this movie, right? Mm. So, the first one is that Mark Wahlberg is Autobot Jesus. Yes. Because every one of these movies requires somebody to be Autobot Jesus. Shia LaBeouf was Aut- yeah. Autobot Jesus. Probably Optimus Prime was at some point. Anyway, so... He, he is Autobuff, isn't he? He is He's very Autobuff. <laughs> I thought he was going to get... Transformers yeah, so, armor. Right, so basically, it's just he, a sword. So he, yeah. He, so he's given a medallion that makes him Autobot Jesus, and then because he's chased, yeah, which they make a big joke of him not having sex for a right. while, and then that's funny, isn't it? It is funny, <laughs> but at the end, he makes a sword, and everybody's very impressed, and that's it. There's <laughs> nothing else. To, so that 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 is a complete write-off. So the sec, his the second MacGuffin in this movie is, so the. Uh, King Arthur and his merry men yeah. are, are in, the, in the Dark Ages, in the four, 400 AD or whatever it is, yep. and then they need a weapon to defeat the Saracens or the Visigoths or whoever they're fighting. It doesn't matter. The Greasy And so does. Merlin goes off to find a weapon yeah. because he, they say he's magic, but he's not really magic. So he goes to a cave where he knows the Transformers are hanging out. Yep. And then a mysterious, ro- a mysterious red robot yeah. who... It's never a you never see his face because who is it? It's nobody. <laughs> they, they, nev- they make a point. They make a point yeah. of keeping his face out of shot. So I spent the whole movie going, "Oh, does this turn out to be Bumblebee or yeah. Hot Rod or something? Yeah, like is it a is it a Ultra Magnus? Ultra Magnus? It could be any number of characters. And at the end, we go, "Oh, it was that and he's guy red, which means he's probably somebody because the coloured yeah. ones are somebody. Exactly, they're always yeah. somebody. But then it's he's never anybody. He's yeah. just a knight. He's just one of the the, the twelve the twelve knights yeah. of cyber whatever." And he gives Merlin a staff, and he says, with this staff, you can turn the tide of battle because it summons a dragon. You can control the dragon. Yeah, and even then, though we're the dragon? That's exactly the point. So <laughs> that guy, he's the red transformer is the dragon because the Knights of Cybertron combine into the dragon. Yeah. So he's basically, he has enough free will to give Stanley Tucci a stick that controls him. <laughs> Wouldn't he just say... 
we've had a chat and we've agreed to help you. <laughs> yes. It'd be like if... It would be it would be different if the dragon was separate from him. Yeah, if it was in the bowels of the earth or something and yeah. it came up. But it'd be like if I said, hey, can you, can you, I'm going away, can you house sit for me? Hold on to this TV remote. Yeah. Just FYI, if you push the green button, I'm going to fight somebody. <laughs> Wherever I am, I'm going to fight somebody. <laughs> So, but don't. Oh, and just just to be clear, if you put the remote in the wrong room, if you leave it there, you, the world's going to end. Yeah, that's right. Because that's its second function of the staff is if you stick it in Stonehenge, all the geothermal energy of the Earth will go to Cybertron, and the world will end. Because the Earth is Unicron. <laughs> Which is like they went because in Transformers the movie. Why is the Earth Unicron? In Transformers the movie from the eighties. Unicron was the evil, the biggest evil. Orson Welles. Transformers. Orson Welles voice Transformer that was coming to Earth to destroy Earth yeah. and, and consume it. So in this, they just went, oh, just reverse them. But also, that kind of kills any... This is another reason why they need to reboot this. Yeah. The Earth has horns like Unicron right. has horns. Yes. If we can never see Unicron without destroying the Earth. In its entirety, yeah. If, if he somehow separates himself from the Earth, the Earth is in pieces. Yes, right. If he transforms, the Earth is ruined. Yeah, right. Everybody flies off into space. Uh-huh. So, is the, so the Earth is a transformer, yep. but we can never see that because think, it will destroy everything. I, yes, oh, I think what somebody said, somebody said to somebody... People want Unicron. Just make what's coming to Earth Unicron. Yeah, but Why then, do we need Cybertron twice? This already this happens. This is the same plot as three. It's the right? same plot but as anyway, three. Back to the stick. Okay. The Merlin's magic stick. There's no reason for it to exist. <laughs> like the in the first movie, I don't remember all the the MacGuffins of the other movies, but in the first one, there's the All Spark, yeah. right? And if you have the All Spark, you can make new Transformers. And if the All Spark is destroyed, you can't make any new Transformers. So there's a point to it existing. Yes. But this Merlin staff doesn't do anything. <laughs> like if it shot lasers or it healed the sick or it made Transformers, made Transformers or, whatever, or yeah. whatever, then there would be a reason to keep it around. Yeah. But the the knights are like, we like humans and we want them to stick around. And this stick will destroy their planet, so let's blow it up. Let's just break it in half. <laughs> Clearly the villain doesn't have the technology to build her own. No. Otherwise she would have done it. Yeah. So why have it around? Also, is it such a bad thing if the villain destroys Unicron? Yeah, good point. Because he's no good, is he? I guess. He's bad No, news. I think they just want... I think Again, I think somebody just said to a producer, people want Unicron, and they were like, what's Unicron? And they went, it's a big planet transformer. And they went, let's make it Earth. You I, know, think, I don't think they'll ever reference it again. You're probably right. Yeah. Even though the Earth has giant fucking horns sticking sure, out of right, it yeah. forever. Yeah. But also, it, you could have got more people in if you said there is a planet in this movie that turns into a man. Yeah, right. You that everybody would have come to that yeah. except they didn't. They really dropped the ball. I reckon if they bring Unicron back for like for the next movie, what'll happen is the horns will go back in mm. and then he'll come out of the ocean or something. Yeah, And right. he'll be big but he won't be planet sized. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. That's yeah. fine, I yeah, guess. It's fine, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not he's not as big as most planets, is he? Yeah. Is that I don't really remember. No, he's big enough. It's like his moon size. Yeah, or, like, or a, maybe like a bit bigger. Moon, yeah. yeah, but I think this movie, like, it's bad. Yeah. But I think if you, lo- if oh, you're you taking en- a stand there, I am. it's a bad movie. No, but if you if you enjoy these movies, I think a lot of people who like these Michael Bay movies, it's bad by those standards. Oh yeah, and people are turning on it because it's not even as good as the the other ones. Yeah, this is the worst. Like, one. it's I I think it absolutely is the worst one. It's not as weird and leering. As a lot of the other <laughs> right, ones. Right, right, yeah. We should mention that. Okay, so there's a girl in this who's basically Ray from Star Wars. 
She's yeah. kind of a girl. Except she's 14. Except she's 14 and she's kind of help living with Transformers and she's helping Transformers and her only family is a Transformer which dies. And then she's like, who's left? You, you're either Transformer. You've got two. You've got two, exactly. Like, nobody, yeah. nobody. You've got a C-3PO or a BB-8. You've <laughs> yeah, got something or whatever. Like that. Exactly. It's, it's, it's clearly like just a rip-off of Star Wars. But she's in the movie for the first like 20 minutes and then she disappears. And then Again, she that, that the first end. the first bit, yeah. because the, the, whole, the whole thing is that the staff is in England yeah. that we need to get to. So Mark Wahlberg has to get to England. But he doesn't. No. Because you could have just had the, 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 fem- the female character whose name I cannot recall. Yeah. Uh, She's Peter Quill's mum. Oh yeah, she is too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you could. You don't I actually thought she was it. okay in this. Yeah, she's good. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, she's clearly they've gone just Megan Fox her. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she's got the Megan Fox look. Yeah, exactly. Um, but this is something I didn't. This somebody pointed this out to me uh, recently, like this week. Mm. Her ca- Megan Fox's character in those movies is called Michaela Baines, right? In a movie directed by Michael Bay. <laughs> It's him as a girl. <laughs> well, Weird, Mark, right? Well, Mark Wahlberg dresses and has the hair of Michael, Michael Bay. Bay right. He's got the trucker's cap and yeah. the sunglasses. Yeah. And the, or, or the Tom Cruise Mission Impossible 2 hair. Yeah, right. What's also... So, yeah, there is that opening sequence where it's it's it's, it's a dystopian present day, but it's not. Yeah, it's right. Only, it's only one Only part. in the junkyard where he lives. Yeah. Only in that very small, like it's a... And Chicago. Yeah, or, right. Or whatever. Because I can't remember, because they're against the Transformers again, but I can't remember how Transformers 4 ended. Didn't it end with the Autobots saving everybody? Yeah, and Optimus Prime flew into space nice, and right. Mark Wahlberg cried. Yeah, right. But oh, and, and I remember us saying at the time, uh, we will never see the the Dinobots again. Yeah, we did. But say we that, yeah. we do, but to no effect. But there's also little baby Dinobots for no for no reason. reason. There's, they're never explained. <laughs> do they grow? Yeah, I don't know. I guess. Yeah. But there is. I know you you turned to be a bloody bit of a wink and a nudge because we got your favorite thing in the Transformers movies, which is just Transformers roughhousing. Yeah. I, so yeah, <laughs> let's talk about the characters of Transformers Five, Transfivemers. Yep. There aren't any. No, there's one. There's one. There's Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, who is it seems to be enjoying himself. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like <laughs> I think they gave him a million bucks to to just 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 prance be, about. Be British. Yeah, be British. But what again? One of the criticisms of I've had of these movies is that these there the Transformers are thousands or possibly millions of years old, but they all act like children. Yeah, but. but they're always vaguely threatening each other and tussling. Yeah, but the, the, what I, I think I've refined. I don't think that's correct. What I, what is, what I, what it actually is, is that every character, nobody, no, no character in any of these movies acts like an actual human being, yes. including any of the human beings. Yes, that's right. None of the when you watch one of these movies, the reason they're so off-putting in my mind is, mm. and the reason my head hurts after I've watched all these movies is because none of these characters feel like they exist outside of the scenes that they're in. Like, they always... It's always like they're just waiting around. Like, when... At, we go to this... There's a scene early on in the junkyard, and Mark Wahlberg shows up at the junkyard, yeah. and then the three Autobots that aren't Bumblebee and Optimus Prime, they just pop out of three different points yeah. in the junkyard, and they're like, hey, look at me! Here's my characteristics! <laughs> yeah. Like, what were they doing before that? They were just... Must have been... Sitting under piles of junk, yeah. motionless in silence. <laughs> yes, that's right. Until yeah. they have to interact with another character in the plot, at which point they... Like, well, everybody's just silent, 
and doesn't do anything and stays out of the way until another character comes along they have to interact with. <laughs> and then they just yell exposition at each other and around each other. That's like a 20-minute until there's wacky a, Yeah, until there's a sequence. fight or a, like a scene change. Oh, God. So what this movie could have done with is instead of this where they just like, hey, it's me and I'm, a, I'm an army guy. Oh, I've dropped a grenade. It's gone off kind of thing. Instead of that, there should have been a scene in the junkyard where the three other Autobots are sitting down with each other mm. and they are saying, I don't think Bumblebee is doing all right as a leader. I think maybe we should talk to him about right, it. Yeah. Maybe we could have a vote to see if another person's a leader, you know, blah, blah, blah. But instead, what we get, it's always but like... also the leader of what? Yeah. <laughs> but what we get is like, Bumblebee will be standing there and another Autobot will just run at him and go, you'll never be as good a leader as Prime. <laughs> and then they'll scuffle. <laughs> yeah. They'll just scuffle with each other. Not like, not seriously. It's just, a, yeah. it's, a, it's a tussle. Yeah. yeah, no good. Did you notice there was a moment where it got a little bit creepy with that girl. And no. then they pulled right back. No. Like, you know, there's there's like that, that boy with glasses is following around oh, the girl. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, oh, she's beautiful. Who is she? I want to marry her. That's probably you're, also you're Michael, my, Bay. That's Michael Bay. That's Michael Bay's 14-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah, you're my girlfriend or whatever. And I was like, oh, this isn't... No, yeah, right. don't, don't do this again. But they... To be to to his credit, he pulls right back from that. Like, I thought that was going to get right, real, sure, yeah. real weird like it did in the last one. Uh-huh. Oh, God. And I know... <laughs> I think this movie also has the problem, and we talked about this directly after we came out of it. There's in that chase sequence, it's very unclear oh, yeah. what Transformers are segment. in it. Yeah, all right. And also which of the cars are Transformers. Okay, so well let's go through the sequence. Alright. So So everybody has to everybody has to get to England. Yep. And it takes a really long time. And then everybody has to go to Sir Anthony Hopkins Castle because they all, we all want to be bored to death by exposition. So it's a long. So save. the people, so the people that get the people that get to the castle are Bumblebee, well yep. the humans, but who cares? Yep. Bumblebee, yep. Hot Rod, who's the in the new Transformer in, in yep. this one, French, yep. And then there is a third Transformer who's like a World War One tank, yeah. And he transforms into like a doddery old Transformer who's like, oh, I'm falling over, down yeah. I go. That's my personality, right? And there's a sec. There's, there's for a minute there. It also seems like Anthony Hopkins has dementia as well. Yes, he's very confused for a minute about years and dates and people. When he met Bumblebee, or but then it's yeah. never referred to no. again. But so I think maybe they were mucking around and they're like, "How about we do this?" And then they decided against it. But they're like, "This take was funny, so let's put it in." Doesn't matter; it makes no sense. Anyway, they go in. We're bored to death by exposition for a bit, yep. and then the army shows up to attack the. Transformers and, and get him or what have you. Yes. And they're like, let's get out of here. So it cuts to the front of the castle again, mm-hmm. and we've got the humans, who cares? Yep. We've got Bumblebee, yep. we've got Hot Rod, yep. and a third Transformer who isn't the dementia riddle Transformer <laughs> from before. It's a different Transformer. That's, is it definitely a different Transformer? It's definitely. Is that it, the car that he's in? We'll get, we'll see the thing, because it's a different. I don't know if that is a Transformer. I think no, that might just thing. be a car. Yeah, so, yeah, that's the thing, because we, we get. It's a, it's a silver Transformer, and he's different from the. The, the dementia one like he, he looks different yeah right and then and we, he's not introduced we don't hear his name or anything like that then it cuts away we hear transforming noises right and then it cuts to a chase sequence where we've got Bumblebee in car form hot rod in car form and then Anthony Hopkins with the cog man with the cog oh yeah that's right in an Aston like a silver Aston man but we don't he's okay so there's also a character <laughs> called cog man <laughs> I shouldn't have said that because I'm just. This is tangents within tangents. No, but there's a character called Cogman who is human-sized robot. Yep. 
Oh, that's right. There's a scene during the exposition. His personality is that he's a lunatic. He's yes. A, he's a, some sort of murderous lunatic. Yeah. Because there's a scene where Mark Wahlberg appears to impugn the honour of the female character and then Cogman leaps the room to choke him to death. It's, it makes no sense. Anyway, so then they're driving along... the. Anthony Hopkins and Cogman are driving the Aston Martin. Yeah. Like they drive it for a while, and then it they go, oh, we have to abandon this car. Then they go to another car, which is a red McLaren, <laughs> yes. right? And then they drive that for a while, and then Cogman has to leave, and then Anthony Hopkins gets into another car, which I didn't recognise, but it's I looked it up later. It's some sort of self-driving Chinese concept car. He changes cars three times. Three times. Does he? I think what happened is they... the. All these car companies just said, "Can you put our cars in?" And, and they went, and they just went, "But, but, but." So I looked it up. Hang on, I'll find. So I went to the 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 Transformers wiki page, oh God. which is a mistake, obviously. Yeah, it, that is. Uh, hang on, I'll find it. Bloody, bloody, find it. Which has been continuously updated as people learn, like I'm trying to figure out, trying what to figure happened. out a, a continuous battle to determine what's out. Anyway, so. This, this is what Wikipedia says about this whole sequence, right? Okay. So the first bit, yep. the Aston Martin bit, right? And I think this is wrong, okay. but it says, Cogman is a polite, sociopathic, true, human-sized headmaster with a larger robot body that transforms into an Aston Martin DB11. Wrong. That's what it says. Yeah. But So that would imply... I don't think he transformed into anything. No, he doesn't. And why would he look like that... And then transform into a... At, so what that implies... First of all, if that's true, they never say that's what he is. No. And they never show him... Because what a headmaster is, is he tra- he would transform into the head of a larger Transformer. Then right. that Transformer would transform into the Aston Martin. Yes. Because right? that's what it does in the comic book. So somebody's done some original research. Okay. But we never see him do that. And also... He's driving the car. Yes, that's right. He's not part of it. He's not part of the car. Yeah. Why would? What is the stealth advantage of turning into the head of a transformer mm. and then transforming into the car and then you're driving the car? <laughs> There's no Makes right. Sense. Yeah, but then they go to a submarine. Oh wait, what I think happened. Here's here's the thing. Here's what I think happened is they put it. I think the idea was originally that. Anthony Hopkins just has three cars. Yeah. And then I think what happened is Aston Martin emails them and says, hey, can you make our car a Transformer? We'll give you another million bucks. And they went, all right, he's this guy. Yeah. And they just spent an afternoon drawing a new Transformer. (laughs) Just, yeah. Just a plug-in. Yeah, right? Just plugged it in. I think that's how they did it. And because they didn't show the actual transformation. So they only had the robot model and the car. Yeah. Second point of the chase. Now, there's the the second point of the chase is they get into a McLaren, right? Which is a British car. They're driving it in Britain in a British car chase. Yes. It's an American one. Yeah, the steering wheel's the on the wrong, the wrong side. side yeah. So they just filmed Anthony Hopkins in America. Yeah, get it. Look, I always I always thought these movies of a car nuts. Yeah, which which I'm not, but I sort of know a little bit about them. Mm. So I'm like, wouldn't you get it right? You think you would? You yeah. think you get it right? Yeah, and that because it seemed like that that was shot in the, in England. It seemed like they actually went to England. So it's weird that they they would have flown over an American. Yeah, right. <laughs> car to, yeah. Anyway, it was very this. confusing and I think this is wrong. Yeah, probably. We'll check in it tomorrow and see, <laughs> what, see it what it says. Then. Yeah. Also, they get in a submarine which they say is either a transformer or a transformer transport even yep. though it doesn't transform and it's also not big enough to put a transformer Formerly, in it. Cuz Bumblebee has to hang off the side. It makes no fucking sense. Yeah. I didn't actually hate Cogman. I was like, he's <laughs> whatever. He's uh-huh. not. He's not like a weird stereotype. I mean, he is a stereotype, but he's not like an offensive stereotype. Right. Sure. Oh god. Uh, 
Also, okay, Mark Wahlberg is on the run from the police. Yes. Even though the local sheriff in his town, who he calls Chief, and yes. he's and, and like, that's kind of racist. But if you say that's kind of racist, then you're hanging a lantern on it, it's fine. You can say whatever totally you want. Totally right. Knows also, where, he knows where he is. Also, he steals that guy's car. Yeah. Why? You're in a, you're in a junkyard. You've yeah. Got, you've got so many cars. You've got so many cars. Yeah. Again, that whole 40, the first 40 minutes is completely unnecessary. It's weird because people seem to know, even though he's on the run, a lot of people seem to know where he is. Yeah, right. I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what I'm saying. You could keep, you could keep the car chases. You could keep the military stuff. You could keep the submarine. You could even keep that they're aliens. It would still work as this this move, this hypothetical yeah, movie I that guess I think it, it is. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Optimus Prime, right? Yes. Uh, he gets turned evil pretty early on because he goes to find his creator. It's yep. just one of them. Normally, yeah, it's very un. It's it's a largely unoccupied Cybertron. Isn't yeah, it? it is with grass on it. Anyway, that's neither here nor there, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh And then. He spends a lot of the movie telling people that he's Optimus Prime or he's Nemesis Prime, yep. and then at the very end, when he when he turns good or whatever, he does. I f- it feel I feel like it's nearly the exact same speech from the end of the first movie where he goes, "Autobots, this is our new home, and this is where we're going to yep. live." It's You've been the living there for like fucking ten years. Yeah, right. Who are you, talk- who are you talking to? <laughs> right. What is happening? Yeah. And there's also the bit where he runs in, like he he doesn't show up for like an hour and maybe two, yeah, right. and then he runs in and he steals the staff and. People at Mark Wahlberg's like, hey, man, this isn't you. And then Bumblebee kind of like, like, are we fight fighting? Yeah, so right. then they just, they, somehow they, they start tumbling around or whatever on the outside of the of the, the ship because they're in an underground ship, aren't Stonehenge. they? It's Stonehenge. Stonehenge. No, no, because they're above Stonehenge because they came out of the water oh, in, yeah, a, that's right, yeah. in, a, in a ship. And then the other knights show up and beat the shit out of him. Yep. And they're like, how dare you betray us? Where were you when he walked into the room where you were and yeah. just took it? None of you stopped him. Yeah, right. And then he's just on his knees going, what did I do? And they're just kicking him in the head. Yeah. And then Mark Wahlberg shows up and saves the day he did the one thing that he had to he do. He did the one thing. Also, I guess that sword is magic in the it's, sense it's that... Excalibur, it could, right? Yeah, I guess so. But they're all Excalibur because they all have them. Yeah, right. Or was that Arthur's? I don't know. Or was it a Transformer's? Don't I don't know. know. But he can stop the full weight of a Transformer with it. Yeah. He can just hold it out and it... And it does the work for him. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> can, this is a lot of. This movie is a lot of tangents. Into, here's the thing that I've discovered about this movie I've, because I've talked to a couple of people about it recently. Is that any time you try you try to criticize something, there's another criticism within the criticism. <laughs> yes, that's right. So you keep going back and forth. You just yeah. you just get weighed down by by. Also, <laughs> why is Megatron back? Well, Why is he back he, in his original form? Because, well, he's sort of original form, but yeah, he, in the last movie he was Galvatron and he had a big hole in his chest. And he was he would he was put into a Transformium drone yeah. that would transform into little cubes. Yes. But he's a regular Transformer. He's a regular again. Transformer. Unexplained. Unexplained. Yeah. I guess maybe he didn't like being Galvatron because the humans made him or whatever. But how did he... How what did about he... the soul? Was that ever... But that's the thing, he had no spark, so how could he transfer into another body? Where'd the body come from? Well, I guess they can change from cars to other cars, so I, I guess. guess they can change from... Oh, yeah. Can we get back to this? <laughs> okay. Nobody... Tra- Again, like I said, there- if I was... If I went back to my eight-year-old self and I said, hey, when you grow up, there's going to be live-action Transformers movies, I would have been like, wow. And then I'd be like, but a lot of the transforming takes place off-screen. I'd be like, why? <laughs> That's... <laughs> that's all you Op- want to say. Optimus Prime transforms once in this movie into a truck. It's off-screen. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Why? It's almost like 
he's too he's too old now, so they he put a, something in his contract that says he doesn't have to transform <laughs> anymore. And they just got a stunt truck. Yeah, like Daniel Craig doesn't run in James Bond and mo- mo- yeah, right. James Bond movies anymore. Mm. Oh my god. There's some I don't <laughs> Okay, what about this? Why are they not transforming? I don't understand. What That's a- the whole bit. Like the first they're all bad, but at least the first one, you know, when Optimus Prime shows up and he there's this like a 20 second sequence yeah, where all the bits come apart and, and, it, and all the bits comes and just up, moving yeah. the gears and whatever. Yeah. At least he transforms. Tad Hamilton's in this. It's like they did a, they did a, yeah, he is. Oh, he's so, he's so golden and his hair's so tall. But it's like they, they did market research and they went, you know what people don't like about these Transformers movies is the transforming. Yeah. Who were they talking That's to? That's all people like. Yeah. All people want to see is Transformers. Mm. Even if, People, even though you you get sick of it, and the last movie was just an hour of robots smashing each other, yeah. that's better than this, yeah, which sure. is nothing. Yeah. A, they go into a room with a staff, and the the room tips. Then it's then it's zero g, and also one of them has a slow motion gun or something. Oh yeah, Hot Rod has a time <laughs> has a time distortion gun. He is Hot Rod in name only. Yeah, and look, I'm not a stickler for Transformers lore or anything, but they take so much of it and just get it wrong. Yeah, like way wrong. He's not even a hot rod. Hot rod has a hot rod has a has a time distortion. He's not gun. a hot rod, is he? Just to be clear. No, he's a he's a, initially he's a Citron. Yeah, because he's French. Yes, like a like a. But cit- also they say you're not French. I guess none of them yeah, are not, anything. Yeah, exactly, he's They're not just French. He just, he just has the accent. He can't shake it for some reason. And then he's a Lamborghini, which is Italian. It's not a hot rod. Yeah, well, I guess Bumblebee isn't a bug either. No, exactly right. But anyway, but he's but, not called bug. No, exactly. He? Yeah, he's so he's. Bumblebee now has an ability to break into pieces and reassemble himself. I like that. For no that. reason. I thought that was all right. I think Michael Bay saw an Iron Man movie and uh, went, oh, Iron Man that. 2 can break into bits and fly around. Why yeah. can't we have a Transformer do that? Have yeah. Bumblebee do that. And he's, one of his CG guys is like, oh, fine. Yeah, I guess it's not too I much. guess he's in pieces anyway in the, yeah. in, the, in, the, in, the, in the computer, so I guess I can just throw him around. Yeah, that's fine. Why we not? can do that. Yeah. Oh, God. You know what I read? Maybe there was... A, maybe somebody saw an error... Like, Michael Bay was watching a, a, the dailies, or like the, the animation dailies, and there was an error and Bumblebee just broke into pieces. <laughs> the character model, and he just went, have it do That's that. That's fine. Yeah, so he uses it once and never again. No. Yeah. Also, he doesn't need to do it because yeah. he's he's a giant robot. Exactly. He could just come in and just smash everybody. Yeah, he could shoot everybody from a mile away because he's got a laser gun. <laughs> That's right. Also, Bumblebee gets his voice back, yeah. and Optimus Prime says to him, I haven't heard you use your voice since back on Cybertron, except for 10 years ago when you used it at the end of the first movie. One, yeah. And also it's established at the start of that movie that his voice box is recently damaged. So he was speaking just before and That's just true, after yeah. that. Yeah. They don't even know their own continuity. Yeah. Also... In the in this current movie, he gets a voice. He gets a Mark Wahlberg puts a new voice box yes. in him, and he talks like a lady, and it's very funny because that's very funny. And then he tears the voice box out and he throws it away. And at the end of the movie, he talks. Yes. How did? Where did? Did he get a new one? Could he always? Could he always? But also, it's kind of implied in two that he still that he can can talk, but, but he, he chooses, chooses not, not to. to. Yeah. Yeah. I said last week that I normally didn't understand what he was doing because he speaks in like. Clips, yeah, right. but I kind of understood him in this yeah. for, for most. Well, he of it. said "sting like a bee," which yeah, is his new catchphrase. Very good. Yeah. You looking forward to the Bumblebee spin-off next year? Yeah, kind of. I think Michael Bay's not doing it. Right. And this is this is what I this is what I, I feared would happen. Not feared. I don't really care. <laughs> would happen. They've finally driven it into the ground as yeah. Michael Bay's leaving. So now they're going to spend time trying to get this franchise back on track. Yeah. Except you've you've cornered yourself in terms of continuity because 
Unicron is the Earth and Bumblebee can talk and, and Transformers are, were dinosaurs with people and humans and, and whatever. Uh-huh. And now they've got to make sense of this mess in future movies. Yeah, right. A, a franchise that people have dwindling interest in. Correct. They've really fucked it up. Ta-da! <laughs> you but finally did it. Bumblebee in World War II is pretty good though, isn't it? Yeah, for that three seconds we saw yeah, it. Yeah, pretty great. Yeah, and you know, I, I kind of, I don't mind the character of Bumblebee, like sure. the, this version of it. It's okay and I guess I'll see a movie set in the 80s with him. I guess, but... I feel I have more bad stuff to say this mo- about this movie, yeah. but what do I have? <laughs> I could do some uh, stuff about... Uh, some letters that we got, some, oh, some yes, tweets love while, while, you're, while you're thinking about okay. it. Why do some of them have dementia and some don't? Like, Grimlock is a, is a dinosaur-aged Transformer, yeah. and yet there's the World War One one who, or maybe he is older, has... has also dementia. Yeah, right. Uh, has more dementia. Also, there was one from part two who was a jet who was like, I used to turn into a wheel in the Stone Age. That's right. But he also, does he have dementia or is he just falling apart? Don't know. I don't know. I guess if you get hit in the head enough, you have dementia. I guess <laughs> sure, that's, right? yeah. that's the kind of the rule. Also, Megatron will be back because he just got kicked off the ship. That's right, yeah. Yeah. And, and you said, mentioned it before, the whole crux of this movie, the, the selling point is that it's good guy against good guy. Optimus yep. Prime's turned evil. It's 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 three minutes. It's yeah, maybe, maybe three yeah, minutes. Right? Yeah, God. All right, here's some letters. All right. It's from Luke Crane. Transformers Five sure wasn't. It was sure was a movie, wasn't it? A shit movie. <laughs> nice. Got him. Uh, this good. is from uh, John. Did you guys notice the ridiculous constant aspect ratio switching? Yes. And so much cussing. Shia LaBeouf too. The aspect thing was really jarring. Mm. Was that just me? I mentioned that in my review because no, it's, is it it's all... not sequences, it's during dialogue. Yeah, and, totally, right. And, and often it will be like, it'll show Mark Wahlberg and then it'll be like, the girl who's in the stripper dress, which they say, you're in a stripper dress. Yeah. You know what I liked in this movie? The mums. All the British mums. Oh, yeah. Having a bit of a chat. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. And See, with... that's the thing, the British mums would have worked in a movie about a woman <laughs> with the thing and she's descended a mill and she's got to do the magic stuff. You have the mums, and the mums are like, ooh, why don't you just What's get a man? Yeah. Blah, 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 right? That's fun with the mums. Would you watch a movie called British Mums? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, notice how they kind of... Well, we talked about last week whether Shia LaBeouf would turn up or whether he's a draw. I guess not because he's used to a comedic effect because they try and make him kind of sleek and sexy and tan in the Transformers movies. But in this one, the picture of him, he's just a goof. He's got, yeah, right. he's got Kramer head. He's yeah, just like, right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, God. And there was a lot of swearing in this. Like yeah. for a kid's movie, there was a lot of like, you shithead, you piece of shit, you yeah. garbage. Like, I don't know. This is a movie I feel for divorced dads to take their kids to. <laughs> because Mark Wahlberg's the divorced dad. He's the divorced right? dad. He's the divorced... No, she died. Yeah, no, but that's not the point. The point is you see yourself as the... You're the divorced dad. He's a, yeah. he's a dude and he's, he's on his own... He's just trying to but make it work. But he's got a daughter, but he's also meeting a hot lady. Also, why can't he talk on the phone? Because they'll trace the call or something. But they are, they could trace it anyway. Why do they need his voice to trace exactly. it? Exactly. Surely if they know her voice, they surely if they know his voice, they know her voice. Also, it could be when he's calling, then she presumes it's him. It could be just some creepy pervert. frat boy. Yeah, just, it's probably just, a pervert. Just listening to it, hey, like, bare hey, feelings. Hey, you, are you still 17 like in the last movie? <laughs> <sighs> Oh, God. Uh, it's from Jesse. I have a question after seeing the last night. Did Michael Bay make Wahlberg grow his hair to make him look more like him? Yeah. Yeah, I would yeah, say almost certainly. Yeah. Uh, it's from Joshua. Just saw the new Transformers film. I wish my eyes would transform into trucks and drive my, <laughs> head, drive my head to a better movie. That's pretty, just, pretty good. Just stop. James Stanley said, 
Uh, I enjoyed the last few movies, but I think Michael Bay has broken me as a Transformers fan. Yep. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, Tom- the, the, the female uh, lead character, the, the actor's name is Laura Haddock, yep. which I feel is very British. That is and British. And her character's name is Vivian Wembley, which I feel is <laughs> even more British. <laughs> the Wow, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's nuts. Mm. This, is from Jay, uh, sorry, this is from Tom. With a Transformers episode soon, will we get another Starscream impersonation contest? Do you want it's to probably, do that? You know what? You know what's good. <laughs> Starscream's head. Starscream's head is in this, and I actually recognised it. Yeah. I, I went, oh, that, I remember what he looks Megatron like. Megatron picks the head up and goes, "Oh, Starscream, my treacherous friend." He's not treacherous in the movies. He's very loyal in the movies. <laughs> okay. He's only treacherous in the cartoon. Yeah, he doesn't. I don't think he does betray him, does yeah, he? No, exactly. But they're all—all all the Decepticons are sniveling cowards anyway. That's and, true. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Oh, also, I forgot another good. The best scene in this movie, mm. I feel, is the conversation between. So it's 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 the conversation between Anthony Hopkins and John Turturro on the phone. On the phone. <laughs> on the phone. That's the. So is that when you did, turn to me and wait two Oscar winners. Well, they're not. So so <laughs> Anthony Hopkins is an Oscar winner, and yeah. he's been knighted for his services to acting. Right. And John Turturro has won an Emmy. And he's like an indie movie, like darling and, darling and superstar. Great, yeah. And they were relegated to a, a scene where they have a conversation on the phone. They probably weren't even there. Well, it's weird that John Turturro is in this movie because he's just in Cuba and he's like, I want to be a knight like you, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, right. Why? Mm. You're in Cuba. Yeah. You don't even turn up again. You don't even do the bit where you, you're standing under a Transformer's testicles and you <laughs> yeah, right. whatever happened yeah. in part two. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Yeah, great. Do you think? Do you think in a better franchise, if there was a John Turturro cameo like that, you know, like Captain America shows up in Thor: The Dark World, yeah, like, right. Oh, that's a nice little surprise. But for this, it was just I like John Turturro a lot, uh-huh. but it was just a lot of who cares? Yes, who cares about any of this? Mm-hmm. God, I, I really didn't like it. <laughs> I don't know if that's that's. I yeah, I it wasn't as creepy though as the other as the last one to its credit. Oh yeah, totally. You pulled yeah. back on that. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, Steve Buscemi's in this movie Yeah he's the junk robot He's a junk dealer Who again can just Acquire junk And then show up at a junkyard In full view of the whole world And yep. no, again nobody says anything Nobody says anything Yeah Okay also Oh here we go When When they decide to stay behind And try and get the staff Or stop the staff Yes Laura Haddock Yes Vivian Wembley Wexley Whatever yes. her name is uh-huh. they, They're gonna parachute off Um Cybertron. Yeah. But she goes, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to get the stuff. She throws off her parachute. And then Mark Wahlberg also throws off his parachute. You can still wear It's a backpack. Yeah. What are you doing? You're probably going to get thrown off this platform at some point. Yeah. Anyway, I think yeah. that's it. Is that it? That's pretty much it. Um. Uh. What else? Uh. Oh, also, Decepticon characters, one of them turns into... It, it, we're talking about the confused... I just remembered it. Talking about all the confusing character models. One of them turns into the same kind of truck Optimus Prime is, except he's green. And for a lot of the movie, I'm like, is that Megatron? I didn't even know. Because notice. he turns into he's a truck, a truck in, the in the last one. one no, right? he's a jet. Yeah, now he's a jet. It's fine. Got a sword. Yeah, he's got a I sword. I can't believe they negotiate with him, with Megatron. Yeah, right? Insane. Madness. God. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this is a big worst movie ever for me. <laughs> yeah, it is. This is. That's true. This is. Yeah. Yeah. I also think it's one of the worst ones because it's somehow more boring. I think it's one of the. I think it's the worst. It may not be worse than the other ones. It is, <laughs> but it's more that it's exponentially worse because it's the same thing as all yes, the other ones. Yes. Nobody's even attempted to make it better slightly. No. Nobody's. No e- lessons were learned. Nobody. No. 
I don't know if it's Michael Bay doesn't read reviews or he doesn't care. That does seem kind of like him. It's very possible. Or maybe he, it's also possible that he does read reviews and he's like, no, I'm correct and I don't care. Or it's also entirely possible that he knows these movies are garbage and, he, again, he doesn't care. Or he thinks they're great because <laughs> every scene is filled with shrapnel yeah. and that's what he thinks is good. Yep. Could be that. Could be that. Could, Could be, be any, any all of th- those things. Any number of things. Anyway, so he's finally he's finally sunk the ship and he's out. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's gone. This is a, re- a review from The Verge. Okay. Dot com. I, I I'm going to go and watch a whole lot of reviews and read because I haven't touched any because I didn't yeah, want to... Yeah. Didn't want to double up on things. The film this this says the film's climax is a thoroughly enjoyable, utterly ridiculous action sprint that's predictable but entertaining. No. You've burned all your credibility, The Verge. <laughs> you were so wrong. Nothing about that is correct. Mm-hmm. God, it felt long, didn't it? It did, but it wasn't. Yeah, it was one of the shorter ones, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, that's never good, is it? No. But uh, there was a point where you turned to me. And you went, there's half an hour left in this. Yeah, what I did during the movie is I got my ticket stub out and I looked at the <laughs> runtime and I looked at my watch and I went, oh, still going, isn't it? Got a lot more plot to this. Why? Wrap it up. <laughs> well, they did, didn't they? Yep. Forever. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's, that's what we're reading. Yeah, that's what we're, what we're going to read. I'm doing the thing. Did you read it or is there something better? That you... Literally anything would be better at this point. <laughs> Again, I remember, I don't know if you recall, I read my ticket stub. And that yes. was quite entertaining compared to the movie that I'm watching. <laughs> but we both started watching Glow, right? Yeah. Have you finished it? No, I'm like two or two, three. Yeah. yeah. I really it's like it. It's real good. So yeah. it's Alison Brie is like a, uh, like a, some, she's down on her luck. She's she's just trying to get get through in the workaday world of the eighties of the eighties, but then she answers a casting call. Yep. Uh, to uh, for for a TV show that to, to be a wrestling to be a wrestling lady. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And I, it's a show about friendship and and how far are you in? I'm like two two and a bit. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. It's I good, like it yeah. a lot. And Real Grimm nice. and Mark Maron's in it. You like Maron's in it? Yeah. I enjoy him in things. Yeah, he's great. Mm. He's a good. He plays a good kind of burnout kind of, yeah. kind of dude. Yeah. I haven't he? finished American Gods yet. Have you finished American no, Gods? No, I still have only watched the first one. But mm-hmm. I've heard from people who have finished it that it's. That it's good. That it's oh, safe. it's good. Yeah, I'll, I'll get round to it. I got a, mm. I got a, I got a list, Mason. Oh yes. But what I did read this week was uh, Darth Vader issue number two. Oh yes. Uh, I'm enjoying that Darth Vader comic. It, it delves into the backstory. It picks up directly after he gets in his armor, okay. and he has to go and get a Kyber crystal for his new lightsaber. And it's revealed. It's like a slight spoiler alert for the comic. Um, that at the end, that the person he's going to get it from is this Jedi who's been in hiding for decades, and all he's been doing this Jedi is training to fight. All right. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to issue three. Okay. Yeah. But who's he been fighting? One of those wooden dummies? Good question. If he's doing that with a lightsaber, he's gone through a lot of wooden yeah, dummies. Yeah, he would be, wouldn't he? Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so maybe he's not that good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's very muscular. Mm. If that counts for anything. Does there need to be a storyline where Darth Vader gets the kyber crystal for his lightsaber? Does it need to be anything? No. <laughs> yeah. No, not necessarily, no. There's no need for anything. No, but I think, I think that that's an interesting way... I don't know, because we don't know where his lightsaber came from, and I think I guess, there, yeah. there's a, there, there, there is an interesting story being built around it. And, there's a, I, like. and I, like, I do like the idea that every every lightsaber is different and every person has a story behind, because yeah. it's part of their training is to... I guess that's, that makes sense. It's part of their journey, Mason, yeah. like but all of our journeys. you think that the Emperor would just give him one. Well, that's, they have that conversation. All right. It's like, I could give you one, but to what end? It'd be you know. easy. 
Yeah, exactly. You, you don't, could, you you don't learn kill, any. You could start killing people real early. I could give you an Oscar Mason. Yeah. I could. But I, you'd rather I spend <laughs> 10 years as a shoe. I understand. <laughs> That's right, yes. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else? No, that... Uh, no, it's a... Just it. I've just, you know what I've been doing? I've just been replaying the events of Transformers Five in my mind. For oh, a that's week. not that's not healthy. Real bad. Yeah. Yeah. What I've done. The classic one was letters. letters. Oh, letters. We love you. Some letters. They're only a take away. We're gonna hear right now. We're gonna do letters. Now that you mention it. There was no Linkin Park on this. I thought every Transformers movie was legally required to end with... I don't even know if that's true. Linkin Park. Yeah. It feels like it is, though, doesn't it? I feel like I'm so sick of talking about them. <laughs> even though we've only done two... Well, I guess three episodes, because we did another one we talked about the other in the series. I'm sick of them. Yeah, right. They may, I'm tired. I'm, mm. I feel burnt out. They're exhausting that. movies. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. The, the, the build-up of these... It's just like a build-up of... T- when you watch... How is it worse than I thought it was going to be? When you and watch I these, thought it was going to be when bad. When you watch these movies, it's like a build-up of toxins in your bloodstream. You start out <laughs> and you're like, oh, I wouldn't mind seeing one of these again, I guess. I'm sure it'll be bad, but maybe it'll be fun. And then you just, you're just brought down by the terribleness by the end. <laughs> yeah. Because nobody, nobody in these movies is real. Anyway, letters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I should quickly mention we did another Caravan of Garbage episode oh, last yeah. week. Uh, it's... um, What is it? It's a bloody... It was a, it was a really bad Transformers game. That's from up the right NES from yeah. back in the day, and we got a couple of Spider Man games coming up this week yes. on the uh, on the Super Nintendo or Mega Drive. I can't remember, but uh, I'll try and get that up on the Patreon early. Ben's editing that one, so as soon as it is, um, I'll, I'll throw that up there. But if not, that nice. will be up Tuesday. Ooh. Yeah, so that, uh, those games we played are a bit more fun than the previous yeah. one, which oh, might not make for as good a video necessarily. Sure, right? But uh, but no, we'll see. Mm-hmm. As from Camille. Unless you want to do a letter No, you first. go ahead. Uh, if you want to reach the show on Twitter, you can hashtag WeeklyPlanetPod and we'll grab a couple out of the ether. Yeah, or well you can just email WeeklyPlanetPod at gmail.com. Two options. Two options. Two options. Two options. Uh, is the hype uh, will be slash still the same for Justice League compared to Avengers? Uh, think, for I, me it is. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. I feel like the hype... Wait, do you mean Avengers 3? No, I think they meant like... I think he means the original Avengers. Oh. Because I remember there was a big build up to that, but I feel like because... Not all the DC movies have been great. I think there's more now. Because they haven't been great, so there's an expectation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think there was a more of a positive looking forward to the Avengers. Than yeah, there was right, Justice sure, sure, yeah. I, think, yeah. I think people are very excited to see the Avengers. Yeah. I, but I think because there's been so several bad ones and a really good one and now there's been reshoots and a second director's been brought on. Yeah. I think people are like, this is this has got to be good and I've got to see it opening day so I yeah. know for myself. That, that, so th- this is you talking, isn't it? Yeah, I think this is going to be a, yeah, I think this is going to be a big opening. Yeah, you're probably mm, right. It's going to be a butt. It's a butthole. That's the big opening. Good joke. Yeah, good. Thank good you. Good joke. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, no, I I feel like the the anticipation for this I don't really remember but I remember in 2012 I feel like the Avengers off the back of the movies that came up like yep. came to it and that coming together and because we'd never seen a superhero team up movie like that yeah, yeah. except probably League of Extraordinary Gentlemen yeah, which sure, is the right. coming together of great comic book characters all my childhood heroes <laughs> right. Alan Quatermain Tom Sawyer yeah, I was going to say the guy from One Tree Hill but it's a different guy it's not yes. him he looks like him mm-hmm. uh, yep. yeah absolutely mm. but, uh, Richard Roxburgh Roxburgh mm. a British man yes La Femme Nikita woman, whose name I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Remember yeah, her? Sort of. Yeah, good. 
No, I, I feel like the the hype for Avengers was bigger, or the positivity, okay. I should yeah, say. Sure, yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. But yeah. hey, everybody's obviously still looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. But on the but it's been you got to think also it's been another five years since the Avengers, so we've had we've seen a lot of stuff since then. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But no, I I still think people it'll still do well, even if it's not good. Do you want to do your letter? Or do you oh, yeah, here's do a letter. Okay, so this is from Ruben French on the email. Okay. Uh, is it a scoop? Is it a hot scoop? It's from New York. It's not, it's not. Hot scoop or poop or whatever we said. <laughs> what was it again? It's, look, it's a scoop. If, if I had to choose, it's a scoop. It's okay, not then. Uh, so, um, a hot scoop of So based poop. on that, yeah. uh, it seems Warner Brothers have decided to, it's, he says, it seems Warner Brothers have decided to take advantage of the talent Marvel missed out on by hiring Joss Whedon. Yeah. So it got me thinking, what DC property would you like to see Edgar Wright direct? Because I read an article this week oh, yeah. where Edgar Wright, he went on uh, various news outlets and a podcast and he, yeah. and he basically said, you know, and we were talking earlier about how uh, big movie studios, they don't want a director, they want... They want a- they want, a, like they a want a monkey. Gun for hire. They want a whatever, gun for yeah. hire trained monkey kind of thing. Yeah. And so he recently spoke about Ant-Man. Ant-Man yeah. And he basically said, you know, they wanted... Uh, you they know, did their, wanted to do their own draft. Yeah, they, yeah. Want, they, want, they, they, they wanted a... He wanted to make a Marvel movie. They didn't want to make an Edgar Wright yes, movie yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So... So you know. do you think should he? It's do all it? come to a head. Do you think he said that because of the the Lord and Miller thing? I think that's he, probably why. It he came went, up. oh yeah. well, why not? Yeah, let's, let's say it. I'm really looking forward to Baby Driver. Me too. Yeah. He's trying to be making, trying to make this movie for years. Yeah, no, it's it's it, uh, it's apparently it's great too. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I don't I don't want Edgar Wright to. Make, I want Edgar Wright to just make whatever he wants. Okay, you know. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't be upset if yeah, he made sure. if he made a DC movie, but uh-huh. like if he did a Swamp Thing, it would probably be pretty good. Yeah, right. But uh. Yeah, what do you guess? We have to. What What are his strengths? I guess I think he's really versatile. Yeah, right. Like I didn't know he could do fight sequences until this is the end, and then he did an amazing one. Yep. And apparently, there's a really amazing the world's end. The world's end. Sorry, there's a really amazing car chase in um in Baby Driver. In Baby Driver, even though he's never done one before. Right. Okay. So I don't. I think his strengths. Are... How does he do that then? Like <laughs> I don't know. No, but I mean, in the sense of like, he's uh, if he's never done a fight, so does is he the one going down? Okay, the fight's gonna you're gonna do this and this and this, or is he hiring somebody who's great at fight choreography and getting them to do it? Right. Yeah. Is that his skill set? I don't, I don't know. know, Mason. Maybe we might ask him. Oh, we're gonna find his hotel room when yeah, he comes we'll to Melbourne him, yeah. and, then, and then fight. Can so tell people that? But there's a very very loose chance that we might. Oh, don't say that. Okay, I'll cut all this out. No, you give it. A, <laughs> uh... I, yeah, I don't know. Like he's so yeah. I guess he's ver- he's versatile. He's yeah, bloody, uh, and maybe he surrounds himself with people who know how to do this stuff. I would like to see maybe a Hitman movie, not okay, yeah. not Agent Forty Seven yeah, Hitman, yeah. but DC's Tommy Monaghan Hitman, who is as well. He's we, a fun, irreverent. Yeah, fellow, as we know, he's he? a you know he he was a he was a hitman that only killed bad guys who was bitten by a giant space bug and got X-ray vision and telepathy. So yeah. then he decided only to. Kill super bad guys. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah and so. there's that great comic. It's your favourite comic you always talk about. Yeah, What's the one it? where we made Superman. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty oh, good. Man. Hang on, let's mess with my mate, Lemma. Okay, cool. Apologies. You are very welcome. Not to you, to the listeners. Oh, man. You can die in a razor-filled ditch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Harry's razor-filled ditch? If you skip the ad, you won't know the uh, the context right. of that amazing mm-hmm. joke. Yes. Uh, no, so you think he'd be better at a more offbeat character than, say... A Superman. Yeah, exactly. A, yeah. And also, there's a lot more leeway, I think. Yeah, you can do what you want. Do whatever, do whatever you want. want yeah. Exactly. Give him, give him some room to move. All right, I will. And, and that character exists sort of underneath the existing DC universe. Like, yeah. he, you know, at one point he has to literally go to the Justice League satellite to to perv on Wonder Woman. <laughs> but he doesn't have to, but he does it anyway. He doesn't have to. But anyway, like... <laughs> no one's making him. No, exactly. Mm. But, like, he exists in this grungy sub-superhero world kind of thing. So yeah, I think yeah. you could you could have... You could be anything... You know, that, that character could have... 
any storyline he wanted and it wouldn't have to impinge on the DC Universe whatsoever. Right, gotcha. You could even have him inadvertently save the world and nobody knows about it. He's yeah. one of those characters, which I, I think they would totally I'm all work. for it. What about yeah. a Constantine, a John Constantine? Constantine would work also. That's, that's you know, he's good, he's good with fights, he's good with gunfights, he's good with weird supernatural stuff. Yep, sure. Why not a Constantine? Why not Constantine? Why not whenever whoever drops out of Justice League Dark, give him Justice League Dark? <laughs> yes, why not? Mm-hmm. As from Clayton Anders... What are your thoughts on film series that never change directors? Transformers, Mad Max, Lord of the Rings, etc. Um, uh, some of those are good, aren't they? Yeah. Some of those, like Mad Max is... Oh, Mad Max dips in three. Yeah. And I one's not great. I don't think we have enough information to make that decision. Like, yeah. I think that the the industry... The, the, the world of franchises is still kind of youngish. Yeah, I guess you could. Like, yeah, yep. So I, I think... It all, it's also kind of the luck of the draw. Right, yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings is great, obviously, but that go, that turned into The Hobbit, didn't it? Yep, When sure they did. started. Mm-hmm. Transformers is garbage. Yeah. So, I know, I think there is value in getting directors with different visions coming in. Mm-hmm. I mentioned this in my, that Han Solo video I did, but what James Cameron did for Alien, you know? Pretty good stuff, am I right? Yeah. And there are examples of that, but it also goes the other way where a director will come on board and then make a much worse version of what came before it correct yes yeah. so I think you want somebody who knows what they're doing but with a different vision if you're going to change directors mm. or just do whatever <laughs> yeah totally I don't have anything in me Mason it's <laughs> just, just, it's, okay. what, what are we doing next week I don't know what are we doing next week. I don't know. Yeah, we got a little bit of a we got a gap before Spider Man Homecoming comes. Yeah, we could out. do a Spider Man something or something else. Mm-hmm. We've done a few Spider Man episodes, haven't we? Yeah, I think I might be able to see it this week. I don't know well, whether that's, that's somebody's doing right. Aren't they? Yeah, that's, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty but good. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, also, there's that Sony. Uh, there's that competition which I'll link below. Oh yeah. Where if you want to go to a Melbourne screening, they're giving away double passes. I'll link that below, and uh, you, 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 the ultimate Spider Man fan is going to put together the fan event. So it'll be a very exciting... Uh, Who's the ultimate Spider-Man fan? We don't know yet. Is it oh. you, Mason? Oh, yeah. Is it you? No, it would have been me in like the early 90s. But okay, not, good. Not, anymore. not you anymore? Not anymore, no. Oh, that's a shame. No. Yeah, if only that man was what here. What if I'd won and then I'd just shown up and I'm like, the Clone Saga ruined it for me forever. <laughs> and then I just push things over. Push the popcorn machine over. <laughs> that would be your prerogative, Mason. I know, because I'm the big Spider-Man winner. You're, if you're the winner, you can do that. You can you do what you want. You push over anything you want. Absolutely. So yeah, if you've got a topic suggestion, send it, send it through on uh, on on Twitter, and mm-hmm. we'll do it. Unless there is a movie out this week that I've forgotten about, then we'll we'll do that. Sounds great. A, a movie we can't remember is coming out. That'll make <laughs> that'll make some great fodder for an episode. I feel. <laughs> All right, what are we doing? What's what's what's? Uh, the you can find us on Weekly Planet Pod on Gmail and Facebook and Twitter and Bandcamp. Yep. Uh, let's see. If you want to support the show, you can go to. Oh wait, I'm Mr. I'm I'm not Mr. Sunday Movies. You're you Mr. Sunday wish, Movies. Mason. I'm at Wikipedia Brown on Twitter. I'm Mr. Sunday Movies. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can go to Patreon.com/slash Mr. Sunday Movies. Yep. You can throw in a buck a month. You can go to our Amazon affiliate link, which is. In the bloody episode description, you yep. click on that, you buy something on Amazon. We get a cut somehow. We get a kickback. Kick I don't back. know how. We it don't works. know. How. As soon as they figure <laughs> out, we're gonna get arrested. <laughs> it's gonna be good. Uh, yeah, t-shirts and whatever. Yeah, planetbcasting.com has a whole lot of other great podcasts. Oh, you, yeah, you know what to. we could just say is just go to planetbcasting.com and that probably there. has all the information. You Everything know? you need to know. Yeah, it's got all our friends and not, not all our friends. I've got some bloody friends outside of podcasting. That's true. Let me tell. Not really. I've never met them. Yeah, you've never met them exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can just see all, all the all the other uh, shows on on uh, Planet Broadcasting. Yeah. You can bloody check out some tweets and some. 
Some good times. Stuff, links, merch. Yeah. Links, links, tweets, merch. So you can sign up for the uh, the newsletter, yeah. which is great. Our friend Rob, Rob Collins, Collins. Who actually did a, an animation this week on uh, Transformers Age of Extinction where we did a, se- a segment called Hey, You Remember the Bit? <laughs> yeah, right. And we just named the whole bunch of stuff that happened in Age of Extinction. I've forgotten we did it, but that, mm. I'll link that below as well. It's real good. That up on his, He's uh, at the he, Weekly Planet on he Twitter. Is, yeah. And thank also to, Raw Collins, yeah. Oh, this is confusing now. Yeah. Th- thank you to the Brute and the Basilisk and Rackham for all our themes. Yep. Thanks to everybody who bloody listens. And does a nice review. Yeah, does a nice review, exactly. Yeah, it's good. You don't have to. You can just give a nice review to your friends. You absolutely just can. Just be like, give this, give this a listen, it's all right. Give it a go. Give it a listen. Yeah. This guy's, this guy's very poorly. He's been, he's been banned from Paramount screenings. <laughs> and they'll go, mm, I know Temporarily what that, I know banned, what that's Mason. like. I guess I'll listen to his show. Look, if I'm the bad boy of Am YouTube I also banned? I don't know. Don't yeah. you get separate emails? I do, yeah, but yeah. still. Can I come to the next screen? Yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah, you can be my plus one. <laughs> yeah. Very good. All yeah. right. Thanks for listening, guys. Grab that chair, you guys. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 